It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back. But, Mappa Babo, how you say that name? I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to drink at Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of me heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> show in America, Caged in MMA. And we are back, finally. It takes a little bit, of, it takes a long time for us to come back. I know we're here every other show, every other Friday, but I want to give a shout out to all the fans that listen to our show every single other week. As you guys know, you can call us at 631-965-4990. This is Caged in MMA. I'm your host, Daryl Marks, my co-host, Mr. Anthony Andorosi. Remember, you can reach us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And guys, you don't even have to go to our website anymore to follow us, listen to us, listen to all the different clips of our shows, our stories. Every single thing is on our app. How do you get our app? If you have Android, you go to search Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You see our logo, download the app, or you can go to the iOS store, which is the Apple store, and all you have to do is go to www.srn. Again, it's www.srn. Well, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. We have a special guest at 7 o'clock, D. Uh, Hamaguchi, who is uh, an ex-big uh, boxing champion, uh, lady champion, and uh, MMA fighter, judo fighter. So we're going to get her on the show at 7 o'clock. Uh, shout out to Jillian and Ricky for reaching out to her and getting her on, getting her on the show. So that's going to be fun, and I'm, I'm sure she's going to give us a lot that's going on, not only in the boxing world, but in the MMA world, because she's entwined in both of them. But first things first, how are you, Anthony? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? Well, I know your back has been hurting you. That's an understatement, yeah. Well, I, 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 my neck is hurting me. So, you know, if we put both of our bodies together, we'd be about a 60, 65-year-old man. 85. 85. It's that bad? It's, it's bad. Well, it's not as bad as the underwear that's creaking up my ass right now. But nevertheless... You don't like that? No, I do not. Really? No, I really don't. It's I, I don't. musty? No, because it, it gets so Humid, hot in our chafing. studio. Well, I don't little, know. Little... Cornstarch? No. No, no cornstarch. Why no. would I put cornstarch in my butt? Baby powder? Whatever. I don't. Well, I, don't I don't use bow- baby powder. I, my brother man likes man powder. To, I'm sorry, man powder. Well, my brother likes to use baby powder. He you know. he he. For some reason, every time he goes shopping to, uh, not Genevieve's. What do they call it now? Um, CVS or Eckerd's. Did, did Remember you really that? Did you go Genevieve's. Remember Genevieve's? Oh my God! Where was that? Right next to Crazy Eddie's. <laughs> Long John Silver's. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, we, we just we just uh, went eighty five sixty five right. Yeah, there. well, a- anyways, I I don't like powder because I don't like the way it smells and and especially when all that white stuff coming out of your pants. It, it, it's no it's no fun. It's no good, you know. Okay. 
Oh, you just said powder, so I'm telling you, I, I won't use powder. I, I said powder. You went on the rant. You I'm just issues. telling you, you I won't use powder. Baby powder I, I so. don't use baby powder. It's, that's fine. You know, I they have these new underwears now. You, did you ever see the men's underwear that they made? Did, did, well, they have the ones I wear. No. It's it's three layers. Well, and I don't want to really talk about it on the show, but you can actually stick your your thing in two different layers where it's not sticking to your leg. Did you ever see that? I have to show you that when we go to break. It's actually very, very interesting. I have a Who friend that sold you your underwear, Magic Mike. Well, nobody sold me my underwear. It's just underwear. It's it, you go online, you buy them online. There's a lot of crazy things you can find online. Yeah, exactly. But it's not crazy. It actually feels good. It takes away the sticking. You know? So anyway. <laughs> Wow. I'm, I'm sure our, our Florida correspondent wants to weigh in on this before I get basically annihilated right now, which I know it's coming. Well, how are you, Jeff? How are you today? I got nothing to say to Anthony Andreozzi. <laughs> I am beyond disgusted with how just I, – I just feel lied to. <laughs> I just feel lied to. That's, that's what it is. Why? Why do you feel lied to? Matt Brown, really? Matt, Matt Brown Matt Brown got knocked out so fast, I wasn't even sure he even had a fight that night. Unfortunately, he's not the only one who got knocked out really fast that night. Okay? <laughs> we, can always, we can always spin this, Jeff. Jeff, we can always spin this. We can think of it as, this is me trying to help you to stop gambling by calling it aversion therapy. The more money you lose, you lose the urge to gamble. Maybe that was really the motive behind all this. No, because I just go on the chase. I'm like, oh, man, I'm down. I got to double down next time to get back. Like, I just go And, like, honestly. My DraftKings draft stock. Are, thanks you. Thank you, by the way. Went up a couple points like, today. Very honestly, I'm going to be listening so closely on who you think is going to win the McGregor-Anderson-Silver fight. If it happens. So I can if it happens. the opposite person. If it happens, but we'll get into that. I think it's going to happen. We might I, I do. You want to know something? Since we got Jeff on the phone, we might as well open up with that. You want to we talk about the Conor McGregor and we uh, talk about that anyway. Anderson Silver fight? Yes. So it, it, I guess everything is official according to everybody's Twitter handles. Yes, it's and official. that's the only thing that's official is that it's through Twitter. Somebody well, there threw was it no out announcement. There. Yeah, no, somebody threw out the challenge, and mm-hmm. now it's accepted. Mm-hmm. Where I believe the fight's supposed to be at 160, 176 pounds. Is 75 what was. pounds, yeah, it's right something there. like yeah. that. That's what was ultimately um, proposed between the two parties. Now, nothing obviously is, offic- is official, but we all know how this is as a business. Somebody's going to try to make money out of this, and somebody's going to try to make this happen. Obviously, it's going to be another circus. Mm-hmm. And it's already a circus. I mean, Conor McGregor is going to make you know lots and lots a of money. hell of a lot more money than Anderson Silva was. And you were right; it's uh, 176 pounds. 176 pounds, mm-hmm. because considering it's not 170, you know that extra pound to go over 170, please. <laughs> 175. Really? <laughs> we might as well just go old school Japanese, you know, tournament rules of just open weight at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's what the rumor is, and I'm going to call it a rumor until it's official, which, what would what would you say? Probably 4th of July, they'll probably announce it for Fight Island or something? Yeah, I, I think probably a month from now they're going to announce it, and it's going to probably be a month after that. It'll be in August. And, and here's the thing. It's probably going to be a situation where not just the Anderson Silva thing, but other people are going to try to weigh in on this, like the <clears throat> Masvidal mm-hmm. or 
the Usman. We heard these names come up before this. But wouldn't that piss you off right now if you were Usman or Mavidal right now? They're champions. I know Mavidal isn't a champion. That that belt is ridiculous. I have a problem with the super fight format right now out, out of everything just because I think it takes value. When you're dealing with these crossover weight classes and champions coming over from another and this guy coming over from there, you're devaluing the ranking system that you already have and devaluing the weight class. That's why when people say people are holding up the weight classes, I think Stipe was supposedly accused of holding up the heavyweights. Which is ridiculous. Which That's a ridiculous thing to say. But are you really holding it up because he doesn't want to deal with the corona? Or are you holding it up because now the heavyweight champ is going to go into the lightweight? The, or the, the light heavyweight. The mm-hmm. lightweight is going to go against the middleweight. That holds up the whole thing. So I'm just wondering. Now, out of all of these scenarios Mm -hmm. and let's ask jeff which fight are you more inclined to want to watch mcgregor go against anderson silva if that seems more realistic than conor mcgregor what was it mcgregor versus masvidal i think was another one on the table yes so jeff in your opinion would you rather see masvidal mcgregor or mcgregor silva just for me personally i'd rather see mcgregor silva like I understand what you're saying as far as like a devaluing maybe some of the belts and like the like the the, the weight classes that they have. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's never been a problem in boxing. They've always fought at catch. There's always been big fights at catch weights for you know not championship belts or whatever, just because people wanted to see those two people fight. Mm-hmm. And I think it does serve the sport in a way to get two giant great fighters big personalities in there on their own just for the fight, even if it does delay some of the ranking matches. I mean, I think in, I agree with what some, with some of the points that you're making. I do agree, and you're making some really good points, because when you're dealing with Anderson Silva, is Anderson Silva really going to be making a middleweight title run? Probably not. Is McGregor going to be making a title run in whatever the hell weight class he decides to flip a coin and go in this week? It seems like he likes to go in one, the other, the other, and the other. And he has that he has that flexibility to do that when you're in there. You know, he mm-hmm. could actually fluctuate between three or four weight classes because now they're the more weight classes, the slower the mo- like. The we were even is. hearing that uh, he wanted to move up to 185, the the light middleweight, and he'll get. I mean, the middleweight, and he'll get ripped in half like a freaking you know. Mm-hmm. But he he came out and said that he would fight in the middleweight division. And Tyrone Woodley has come out and said that he wants to fight Conor McGregor. And and, and the reason why Tyrone Woodley has not fought in the last couple of... uh, last couple of months, really almost a year since he lost against Usman, is because he's been in depression. He's been in a depression after he lost that fight. He hasn't fought in a while. If you look at Tyrone Woodley right now... Yeah, that's a long time. That was over a year ago. And... uh, I, I understand this whole Anderson Silva, and I know everybody's trying to make money off this, and Anderson Silva wants to make that one big money-making fight. Anderson Silva is not the same Anderson Silva. We remember the dominant Anderson Silva that we saw for eight years where he didn't lose a fight, and he was the most dominant force in the UFC. He was the guy that the UFC built around for eight years after the uh, the Randy Couture's, the Chuck Liddell's, the... The Tito Ortiz, everybody just retired. It was done. And then all of a sudden, Anderson Silva lost those two fights against Chris Weidman, and his career was practically over. He's had a couple of fights. He's won a couple of fights. He's lost a couple of fights. He is not the same spider we remember. So, again, 
uh, do I like this fight? I think this is a terrible fight. This is not, it's not a fight that I'm going to want to buy. I understand it's Anderson Silver. I understand he's a big name and everybody loves Anderson Silver and he's going to be, he, he's a big draw. He's been a big draw since he's come to the UFC from, uh, Pride. So we understand what Anderson, Anderson Silver brings to the table, but we also understand what Conor McGregor brings to the table. Why isn't Conor McGregor fighting Mavidal? Or why is he fighting Usman or Tyrone Woodley? Guys that are around his age where, I, I mean, obviously Tyrone Woodley isn't. He's 36, 37 years old. He's, he's the Anderson Silver age. But uh, Anderson Silver is 40 years old against a 30-year-old man who's at the top of his, you know, his top, top of his fighting career. Why would the UFC want to see that? Now, if they think that's going to sell, if somehow Anderson Silver pulls off a win like this, it will be one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. But the chances of Anderson Silver beating Conor McGregor in a fight, in a five-round fight, because that's what it's going to be, it's not happening. It's not. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why Dana White, the great Dana White, is going to accept this. And... Obviously, he is, even though he hasn't done anything yet, no press reports, anything like that. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is what the UFC is trying to sell right but now. But here's the thing. Is it any, and in some, in some situations, is this any more ridiculous than Dominic Cruz, after not fighting for two years, coming in and challenging for a title? This is more ridiculous. Is this any more re- ridiculous than, and we're going to get on this topic too, but it's a nice little segue, any more ridiculous than Jose Aldo coming off two losses and getting a title shot against Peter Jan for a vacated title when there's two other contenders, up-and-coming talent, right there under your noses, and you're giving them the shaft. So is this any more ridiculous than that? It almost seems like right now coming off of the transition from this COVID thing, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to piggyback off the success that ultimately, for as of right now, until something comes up in terms of being sick or any illness, God forbid, hopefully it doesn't, these last fight nights and pay-per-views, I would call them successful because they happened, and there was very limited, I would say, casualties in regards to sickness. So in that state, in returns, it was it was... He's up in the ante is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He he came in kind of slow with some of these fights, and now now he's trying to big to have the bigger draw, which he's going with the super fight thing. Obviously, the super fight thing. Well, I don't even think he's doing Anthony. I don't even think he's doing a super fight. I think he wants every single one of well, his champions. Well, that's what this would be considered. A well, super he wants fight. every one of his champions. This is why you're hearing that Jose Aldo is the number one contender for that belt, and the reason <laughs> why he's the number one contender because he's a name. He wants names to be the champions of his belts. But the problem with that is, and I'm Jeff, I know you're there, and maybe you'll agree with us on this. The problem with recycling these names from the past, you're not taking care of the investment of the younger talent that's going to be carrying the sport for the next 10 years by giving them the exposure. So once again, you're pushing them away from the spotlight so there's no connection to the outside world and the mainstream audience, and you're recycling these names off of the past. And you're basically going to just hurt the future. Listen, I I understand that as well, right? But, like, it almost seems to, you know, maybe I'm wrong in the way that I'm perceiving how this conversation is going. But I You're never wrong, Jeff. Just you... error list. That's okay. No, <laughs> we, no, we established I mean, this just, last week. I, 
I, I listen, buddy. You don't want to talk to anybody about being wrong. I'm putting your picks. You have been way off. Wait until you hear this. <laughs> I, got, I got some more for tomorrow for you. I got some more for tomorrow for you. Just so you know. No, but uh, you know, maybe maybe I'm just kind of viewing it differently. But like, <clears throat> I never had a problem with boxers fighting at catchweights. Like Manny Pacquiao was like the catchweight king and would fight anybody. And people liked it because they wanted to see those kinds of fights. I don't mind seeing those kinds of like those kinds of things if it's what people want to watch. Like I think um, maybe you guys are just too much of the purists kind of way. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but you know, uh, you guys want to just keep advancing guys up the ladder, make it, making it go up. Now, sometimes people just want to see fights just because it would be, you know, you know how like everyone goes, Oh, Roy, James, the, the, the pound for pound King. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if he had fought a couple of other guys out of his weight class and moved up or down and, Sometimes people just want to see two individuals in different weight classes go after. I agree. Uh, Jeff, I agree with everything that you're saying right now, but I also look at what the UFC is putting out there, and the product that they're putting out there is not selling. It's not selling. I don't care what anybody says about this whole Justin Gaethje and and the whole – the whole uh, the fact that he won the fight, and and, and we, and, I'm, and by the way, and, that was another one. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. I will tell you something, and I I want to give a shout out to the fan that called up the show two weeks ago, and we let him speak for an hour, and then we looked, at, we tried to look him up after the show, and the crap that he was telling us that he fights out of what what what's the gym that he fights out of? First off. No, a, I have to say this. I well, have to he, say he this. He said that he fought out of AKA. He, yes. he said that he was Khabib's teammate. Yes. And we did our research and we asked around and nobody's ever heard of you. And you called the show. You spoke for about an hour. Oh, this, my brother, blah, blah, blah. I, I know Justin Gagey. I trained with him. I wrestled with him. Blah, 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 blah. If you're listening to the show, you can kiss my ass. How's that sound? Because... For the fact that you called the show and we kept you on an extra hour to yap your big damn mouth and you, you were yapping and yapping and yapping about who you are and what you are and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. How about you give us your real name and call this show and act like a normal person instead of telling us that you know Khabib and we shouldn't be talking about Khabib and we were putting down – we weren't putting down Khabib first of all. And now that we are putting down Khabib, at least we have – the background, the name, to talk about him. You do not, as far as I'm concerned. So please, call this show and have your own thoughts to what we're saying right now about Khabib. Because Khabib is a chicken, okay? A chicken. And he has been a chicken since the day Ferguson was announced that he was going to fight him again. All right. First off. Can I just say something about that guy? First of all, you're, you're, you're right in everything you just said about him, but I'll still bet you 50 bucks he makes me Say that one more time. You were breaking up. I said, say whatever you want about that dude. But you fifty bucks. He can pick better winners than Anthony Andreosi can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing though, and I could guarantee you this, and you could bet on this. If he or anybody else calls up saying that there's somebody that they're not, and they they're doing it for we're the hanging up the phone. Fame, they're they're not going to stay on that long. You know, maybe they'll. It's not going to happen. Because I will say this, and the only thing I will give that person credit for is they got one over on us. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. She got one over on us. But at the same time, you know, I, I really – it's uh, – please with this. It's He's the first person that got me my first UFC fight. We looked it's, that up too, buddy. It's ridiculous. We looked that up too, buddy. We never even heard of you. 
And you're you're and yapping you your something? mouth. Here's the thing, and I'm sorry, I never say this to you. I never ever ever do, and I probably never ever will. We're gonna stop this conversation right now because we already wasted enough time on the schmuck. We're not doing it again. Not at all. Well, it just upsets happening. me that he kept us Listen, on for an hour well, more than we need to be on. Now he's getting extra time. Oh, oh, I mean, everything upsets you, though, Errol. Jesus, you're so sensitive about everything. Just move on <laughs> from it. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying Khabib is a chicken. I understand his father is sick. Shout out to Khabib and his family. Hopefully his father's okay. He was in a coma about a week ago. Hopefully he's doing better. And he's. I haven't heard anything so far in the last couple of weeks. I mean, the last week and a half. So hopefully he's doing better. But I, in all honesty, I could if if the Khabib fight happens and all that. Who the hell cares? I'm over that. Now we got other stuff coming up. Now we got more exciting things coming up. What Connor and Anderson Silver? No, 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 no. You have Amanda Nunez fighting Felice Spencer. Mm-hmm. Felice Spencer, really good fighter out of Canada. That's coming up. That's a nice. That's a nice fight coming up. You have. Unfortunately, you got Aljamay Sterling going against Sanhagen. When are we getting him on the show? He's a Long Island native, and he should be on the show. He'll come on the show. I'm sure he will. And but here's the thing with with that fight. That fight, unfortunately, you got two guys fighting June sixth. Two top five contenders for that title that Peter Yan is fighting Jose Aldo for. Peter Yan, my hats off to you. Great. I'm happy you got the fight and such. Unfortunately, you have to. Waste the time dealing with Jose Aldo. Hope you obviously. I don't. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't beat Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo hasn't belt. been a good fighter. Jose for a Aldo while. does not deserve that title fight. I'm sorry. The last two fights he lost were title bout, title contender bouts that he ultimately ended up losing, and those two people that won ended up getting title fights. Volkanovski. What you're saying is I'm going to end up betting heavy on Jose Aldo because you don't think he can win. I w- I'm, you, you want to know something? The money is probably going to be so bad on that. If you wanted to bet a couple of bucks on that puppy and just see how it goes. I'm not even out. talking about the money being so bad. I'm picking fights so terribly. I'm probably going to win outright on that fight. Okay. You Go picked, ahead. You picked Matt Brown. That is still sleeping after eating that punch. Oh, listen, man. Matt Brown always has a puncher's chance. Still, if he has another fight coming up, I'll still give him a puncher's chance. Still. Terrible. Terrible. Anyways, I got better things. I'm just, I wanted to call and just let you know, Anthony, I've given up on you. No longer do I think you might want to take the two, you might, you might want to take the two underdogs tomorrow. You You might want to take the two underdogs tomorrow. You have flushed your credibility with me. (laughs) You may want to take the two underdogs tomorrow. You may want to take the two Underdogs tomorrow, I'm just saying. You know what's funny? I, I was talking to but Jeff, before you get off the phone, he said, Anthony, we were sitting over here before the show, and he was telling me, are you working? Are you playing the stock market? And I was like, and he's showing me the stock of DraftKings, how it went up from $15 to 37 And I'm sitting there, I'm that's like, hell, you're... That's great growth in a, in a month. <laughs> and he's sitting there, and he's telling me all this stuff. He's like, you got to play the there stock you go. market. Jeff, that's what he's you need a, to he's do. He's a betting man. You need, you need to go to the man. stock market. Forget about what I'm talking about with the picks. Just take the stock market, okay? It went up 20 bucks in like a month. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, like, if people, like, you had to have owned, like, I, I have not a lot, but a few stocks. But, like, you you had to have owned DraftKings early to get in on that because I think once everything comes back, things go back to normal. But here's the thing. Think about it. Right now it's drop. 37 bucks. No, no, no. Right now it's 37 bucks and nobody's betting anything. Can you imagine what that's going to raise to when, when as soon as football starts? It'll actually go down, Anthony. It'll go up. No, I, but 
No, but they've Jeff's been drawing right. in. I mean, I, I'm a Kings customer as well, but I can tell you that they've definitely been drawing people in because they've been running, you know, listen, think of it what you will, but they've been running virtual, you know, Madden games. And Simulate been, the you know, games. Doing other things. And people have been doing it. Well, sports right, is exactly. coming back, so we're, we're, we're happy. The game in town, they, they've been killing it. So that's why the price has gone so something like that. But once everything gets back to normal, I think that stock is going to go down. I do, too. And I, I, I listen, Are sports is coming back. Thing? No, Are I'm not betting. betting on if it's going to go up? Do you, do you, you want to bet? You want to bet? What do you want to bet? I'll bet you 50 bucks. That's it? I'll bet you 50 bucks the stock goes down. When sports starts again, it will go down. How much? He's right. How much? 50 bucks. Uh, I'm, I'm betting you 50. 50 bucks. No, I'm betting you 50 bucks that it's going to go down from 37. dollars Okay, yeah, but what? Like 25 cents don't count. No, a lot more than that. Like how much does it have to go down? Um, about 10. dollars Well, pick a pick a pick a number that it has to go down to. Right, exactly. Ten like a margin. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks drop. So ten bucks drop. Twenty-seven. Yeah, it's going to okay. drop or whatever it start, whatever it becomes. Yeah, ten bucks. By by what date? By, by now you got to pick a date. It'll be 27 by what? When sports starts. Uh, you want to say the beginning starts. of football? Um, Just because then you'll have three sports going at the same time. Let's say, yeah, let's say October or November. Yeah. October 1st. October 30th. Why you got to start shit, man? October 30th. This is real simple. No, it is simple. I'm telling you, October 30th. I'm going to negotiation. Everything's a negotiation. This is good. Why don't you split the difference and just say October 15th? October 15th. There. All right. 50 bucks. Whatever. 50 buck bet. That's fine. All right, there All right, you go. So we're good for a hundred bucks, okay? Hundred bucks. Be compromised, gentlemen. It works. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So there you go. I'll give you the fifteen Absolutely. for a hundred. There we go. That's good job. Uh, Jeff is the middleman. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to cut. I just want to hear you two stop yelling about the whole thing because you know. I mean, quite honestly, we got bigger fish to fry. You got idiots pretending to be people. You got Anthony Andreosi who can't make their goddamn pick to save his goddamn life. It's just, you know, there's so many things going on right now that it's out of control. Oh, man. Calls himself an expert. What the hell is going on? Oh, man. Thank you, Jeff, for calling the show. Did he get one fight right? Did he pick one fight right? Actually, I did, damn it. One. He got one. I got one. He got one. One out of five. I got one. So there. <laughs> Think about that. You're batting 200. Like, is that even? Yo, no, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm actually five for ten. Because the week before that, when you got pissed off, I only lost by one fight. It was the upset. So when you look at it from right. that standpoint, I'm at, I'm like 500 right now. Great. And some guy can go four for four one day, and you're batting a thousand. But when, when the next day shows up and you go 0 for 4, you're still a crappy hitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's, that's what it is. Oh. That's, what, that's what it is. Even the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, okay, you got lucky. Saying. You went 4 for 5. Terrific. Uh. You've also been, like, shoving it down everyone's throat. Justin Gaethje doesn't stand a chance. Yep. I didn't really? shove it down everybody's you throat. Just yours. Then last time, oh, Matt Brown, you want a guy that's going to be amazing to Matt Brown, sleep it. I love how he's going stuck sleep on Matt Brown when there's three other people that lost. Well, because he, he was upset about Matt Brown because you kept saying there's no but way here, Matt Brown's no, going to lose that if fight. If and Matt Brown would have won, he still would have got never lost. off by the other three. <laughs> he was upset that the guy that he was fighting never lost. And, and he said that, don't you think this is a guy that knocked out every you know, single one of his fighters actually, he's Actually, you know what's really crazy? The mm-hmm. guy that knocked out Matt Brown, mm-hmm. do you know who he was a teammate with? Who? The kid that called? 
No, I'm sorry. Oh, Look at that. His oh, brother. Khabib. Yeah. Khabib's uh, Don't say the Khabib's K word. Team. Can we get yeah. through tonight mm-hmm. without the K word, please? Thanks, Jeff, for calling the show, man. Guys, uh, Errol, I hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> well, I'm not betting on his uh, his pick, so don't worry about that. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe I should start going off of your picks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe you're the expert here. Uh, we'll and see. It me to say that. Like, a piece of me died inside saying that, but maybe you are the expert. Well, maybe I am. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe I'll make the picks. But maybe we'll do the picks tonight. We'll do we'll the see. picks tonight. We'll do the we'll picks, do the picks tonight. tonight. And and we'll see who. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that Jeff will call and aces. We'll see who uh-huh. aces it. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you're going to be ahead of Anthony. That's just <laughs> my God, Jeff. Thank you for calling, man. All right, boys. <laughs> oh man, there you go. Jeff from Tampa, before we go to break, because we're about to go to break, I do want to finish up this conversation because the the whole Conor McGregor and Anderson Silva situation really, it did upset me. I sent you uh, a text the other day. Did you hear about this? And you were like, you were like oh, we're gonna, I can't wait to talk about this. It, it, to me, Anderson Silva is a washed up champion. He is. He's a washed up champion. Well, he's he's one of the cha- great. He's not a champion anymore. But I still think he's a champion because I've always looked up to Anderson Silver. Anderson Silver has been, to me, one of the top three UFC fighters of all time. He was that dominant. Eight years of dominance. I mean, how many guys could you say in the UFC dominated the UFC for eight years? There's not many of them. I mean, Matt Hughes, uh, GSP. I mean, there was not a lot of dominance from the UFC. I mean, a lot of these fighters go on. John Jones. Well, the other, the other advantage that and i mean it's not an advantage it just so happens just the way it went anderson silva also came from a successful career from pride mm-hmm. so he carried it over now you don't see a lot of carryovers because pfl is doing really well nobody's leaving that chance for a million dollar paycheck it's not happening bellator they don't have the pay-per-view money unless people are going from ufc to bellator you don't see a lot of people going from bellator to ufc if anything there's usually a one-way only street on that mm-hmm. one um that is hopefully it works out without doing pay-per-views <laughs> which i don't understand that concept at all they enjoy free tv a lot so i mean anderson silva you have to remember anderson silva until weidman beat him the only loss he had was the very unusual flying knee bar or flying heel hook by ron chonin mm-hmm. and that was Probably another two years, even before he made his debut in the UFC. UFC, yeah, in Pride, and and, and that was, and, I, and and when you look at fighters like Anderson Silva, and that Anderson came from Silva, Pride, but here's the thing: Anderson Silva came over to UFC. It wasn't one of the contracts that UFC bought mm-hmm. from the acquisition of Pride. Pride, he yeah. came over. His contract was up, and he came over. So that meant that Pride was still going on when he was there. So the fact that the two years, what? It, so now we're looking at a decade. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily eight years, but you're looking at more close to a decade. Well, he was the most dominant fighter. He's one of the top three UFC fighters of all time. And I don't care what anybody says, he was. And he's he's a great champion. In my eyes, he's still champion in my eyes. Because when you look at him, he was the Michael Jordan of the UFC. That's the, that's the guy. Him or Coleman, I mean, those are the guys that I would say the, they were the... Michael Jordan of the, uh, the mixed martial arts world, the UFC. That's wh- how dominant Anderson Silver was in the UFC. He, d- he didn't lose a fight in almost nine years. It was, uh, it's, it was incredible. And to his credit, the talent was a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. The talent, oh, much the, better. The, the much talent better. The back then were so much 
deeper. You know, the you know. Look at him. How many people Rich he beat? Franklin, yeah. two times. I mean, he made his. I mean, with all respect to Rich, he is a Hall of Famer. I'm surprised the guy's nose is anywhere even close to the center of his face. <laughs> it was face. detached after the fight. You remember how bad that was? <laughs> yeah, that it was, was insane. Bad. Yeah, you know, it was a it was a right angle for crying out loud. Um, when both <laughs> your nostrils are making a left turn, <laughs> we got an issue. Oh. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what out. Jeff wants to do to you. you remember from, his... from all the picks that you had last week? <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Um, can't please everybody. Wow. Well, um, you could please one person. And she's at home. <laughs> so don't, don't get my wife involved in this, man. Um, it's a family show. Um, Annie, what the hell did I say? <laughs> I lost him. You're a schmuck, man. <laughs> no, if you remember, he had his UFC debut on a uh, UFC fight night uh, on Spike against. He knocked out Lieben. Mm-hmm. I and remember then, that Chris Lieben, yeah. No, and then from Lieben, where it was I think he went right up the ranks to Franklin. Mm-hmm. It didn't take that long. Then he was dealing with Franklin. He dealt with. He went through everybody. Who the hell didn't he go through? He then fought he everybody. Was, then, he, yeah. then he was going against what? Forrest Griffin. Forrest he Griffin. Was going, yep. The only thing that came close that one time, if you remember, was the fight that he had with Chael Sonnen. Yes, because he was on steroids. Got, who, Chael Sonnen? Chael Sonnen got caught with steroids after the fight, yes. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about because he fought him twice. Yes. I'm talking about the one where um, Sonnen was beating him. And then yeah, I it was think the there was five seconds left. That was the steroid. That was the steroid, and he got tapped out. Man, everybody's on steroids. And he got tapped away. Sure. Got tapped everybody's out. Everybody's on steroids. No, but I'm saying he was. He got Speedy caught with steroids. On steroids. Well, I don't anyway. know about that. Look how skinny he is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's using cutting agents. He's very lean. Uh, he's going for the six pack. Are we talking about the same Speedy? Yeah. The producer Speedy, Speedy, Speedy. Petey, him. Of course. You're out of your mind if you think he t- he took any kind of steroid. Yeah, he's very vascular. Oh, well, anyway, he's vascular, all right. But if you, hundred pounds ha- soaking wet. And if he didn't, if he didn't hook, if he didn't get the freaking triangle on in the last five seconds, you would have had a new champion right there. I, I, I'm to me, Chael Sonnen was on steroids, and and Anderson Silver, and it was it did come out after that fight, and I remember Anderson Silver tapped him out with the last, I think it was like, it was like nine five, seconds, it was like nine five, yes, the, the triangle, yes, he just got, him. and he tapped him out, and and he and, and Chael Sonnen would have won that fight, he mm-hmm. absolutely would have won that fight, he won all the rounds, yeah, it, it, but uh, and then it came out he was he was taking something, but and he got suspended for almost nine months, ten months after that, and then Anderson Silver after that fight, Anderson Silver's career started to tip and that, that after that fight because then think people started to believe they could beat him he wasn't he wasn't in, unstoppable he wasn't well, people get immortal very, and that, like he, everybody thought he was time, going to be at the same time he was getting very comfortable because it was it's even as a champion at some point and i think at one point john jones was at this at this yeah at that level of, yes who else do I have to be it's what are we doing here mm-hmm. should i retire this that you know it 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 changes psycho- psychologically. It just changes everything, so it kills your work ethic and everything. When it, especially with that Chael Sonnen fight, if anybody ever is interested to see exactly what the hell we're talking about, um, I believe the documentary is called "Like Water." It's actually specifically about McGregor. I'm not McGregor. Listen to me, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, yes. And specifically about Anderson Silva. Going from pissing off Dana White, running around a ring, basically upsetting and embarrassing himself, going into that fight mm-hmm. where he won with nine seconds left. It was a very good documentary. Yeah, there was also a documentary of Tito Ortiz wanting to fight Dana White, and Dana White saying, "Oh, the I'm bad gonna, blood. Oh, yeah, the bad blood. Yeah, which was ridiculous. That and was part of the contract negotiation, mm-hmm. and then Dana, Dana, unfortunately, he backed out. He backed out. He backed out. Oh, of course." 
Dana White backed out. No, 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 no. Dana White backed out. Tito Ortiz publicizes so much that it it was a sparring session that never happened. Mm. That's what it was. It was a sparring session. Dana White is the biggest. Oh, we're not doing that now. A-hole. No, 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 no. We got stuff. We got stuff. Yeah. We got stuff. We He's got the stuff. biggest a hole that wants to be the center thing. of attention no, with everything that he does. Not only in mixed martial arts in the UFC, but everything else he puts his hands on. It's always been like that. It, it annoys the hell out of me. It yeah. really does. No, not doing and that. One. Maybe we're not doing this. maybe Ariel Hawani could sit, you know, sit oh, on no, his sorry. lap and ask him what he wants for Christmas. See, you know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to go that route. I'm I'm trying to calm you down from the Dana White. True, and then it's true. You have to throw the guy I hate the most in there well, to course. try to like egg me in there. Well, maybe he's sitting on Dana White's lap asking him for Christmas presents because that's that's what he gets. He gets everything he wants, Ariel Hawani. So how about that? I'm just I Errol. to me the product that he is putting out here is garbage. Anderson Silva versus Conor McGregor. What all the fighters that you have right now, all the good young fighters that you have that you believe you have. By the way, you believe you have great young fighters. There's good fights tomorrow. Who? There's uh, there's a couple of nice fights tomorrow. Who? What, Mackenzie Dern and Hannah Seifer? Oh. That's a good fight. Great fight. It's a good fight. Uh, I bet you I bet you that's a knockout in the first round. By who? I don't know. I'm, I'll who? tell you I'll tell you when we do our picks after the show. But oh oh. Teaser. Uh, Everybody so, teaser. Yes. The suspense. Before the show is over. You know, yes. Mr. What are you? Mr. Mr. Gratuitous? What yeah, was it? Yeah, that's what I am. Errol Gratuitous Marks. Is yes. that what you were last week? Give me the gratuity. Yeah. I, I need the gratuity. That's Begin- what it was. That's what I'm getting $50 for. No, no, gratitude. I am oh, gratitude. Mr. That's gratitude. Yes, I'm Mr. Gratitude. Mr. Gratitude. Yes. Okay. If everybody wants it, you come to Team Gratitude. That's what it is. No, everybody could come to Team Panda, no. if everybody remembers. It's not Team Panda. It's no, Team Panda. No, that wasn't what team you called panda. yourself. That's not what you called I yourself. I said that the panda was my power animal. Uh, well, that was the difference. Well, I guess I think people should join Mr. Gratitude because the gratitude that you're going to get for joining my team will always be better than joining a furry little animal. Un- unfortunately. Okay? Well, a furry Furry animal. Furry little animal. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? National Geographic you've been looking at? I don't know. Pandas aren't that big, by the way. They really are not. From all the bears, you think pandas are big? I'm a black bear or can we a stay polar on bear? topic here? But you you just said I, panda bears can aren't we big. Stay on topic. For but you Christ just sakes? told me. Have you watched National Geographic? Dude, first you started with your drawers, okay, with pockets. Well, yes. Now my underwear is this. creeping on my ass as we speak right now. He has a GoFundMe page, people. No, you I know, do not. It's, it's a no, I DVD do not. Haynes Fruit of Loom <laughs> sponsored GoFundMe page <laughs> to help Errol with his little problem with, you know. What, airing, my underwear? Airing out a shazil over here. Yeah, well. So anyway. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I should have just came here and here pra- practically naked. I don't think you would be able to see it under the table. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll get more into (laughs) Saturday's fights. We will get into some of the upcoming fights that are going to be talked about in the next couple of weeks. Dana White, uh, Ariel Hawani, and much, much more. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. At the 7 p.m. mark, we're going to have D. Hamaguchi, who is an ex-boxer, professional boxer, and she now is training for MMA, 50 years old, here on the best MMA show in America, Caged in MMA, with Anthony Anderosi and Mr. Errol Marks. Mr. Gratitude, by the way. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event 
of the evening. It's time! Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back. But, Mother Bobo, how you say that name? I'm gonna go home tonight. I'm gonna drink a Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's time! The number one MMA show in America. Caged in MMA. And we are back. As you guys know, we are live every other Friday. This is Caged in MMA. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Mr. Anthony Andorossi. And as you know, you can call the show at 631-965-4990. Before we get into some of the topics that we're going to get into, and we are going to have our special guest in about 10 minutes, Dia Maguchi, who's going to be joining us uh, all the way from California. Before we do that, I want everybody to hear what Dana White has to say about Khabib and Justin Gaethje and when they're expected to fight this coming year. Khabib versus Justin in the summer on Fight Island. Any fights involving fighters who live outside of the United States are expected to take place on Fight Island. Vicente Luque, fresh off his victory over Nico Price, would like to take on Jeff Neal next. Luque is ranked number 13, but Neal's ranked number 11, so he's looking to break into the top 10 by taking on someone ranked above him. He's won seven in a row, most recently versus Mike Perry in December. Before that, he beat Nico Price and Bilal Muhammad. Sarah Morris is the biggest underdog on the card on Wednesday versus Sajara Eubanks. She's a 3-1 underdog. Other than that, the lines are fairly even. By the way, this is UFC and MMA news for you guys. Everyone taking the virus test. It was the commentator, Brendan Fitzgerald, who might have taken it the best. That stuff hurts, by the way. And you guys aren't seeing this. That stuff hurts. All right. Well, that was uh, MMA news. I was going to play the whole thing, but I thought it was going to be Dana White speaking and talking about the upcoming fight of Khabib and Justin Gagey. And I'm hearing that it will be probably sometime at the end of August when that fight will take place, probably at Fight Island. But um, I, I'm not going to really get into it until uh, that really happens. Before we go to D. Hamaguchi, and, and she, I'm, I'm looking forward for the interview. I do want to get into this particular story. Um, John Jones on social media reached out to Dana White, and he believes he should be earning Deontay Wilder money. And um, I, 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 and Dana White responds to this, and I, I will let everybody. I'll read off a little bit what Dana White said. Jones took to Twitter account to claim the UFC wasn't willing to pay him more for the bout of Nagano. White said this was due to Jones asking for an absurd amount of money in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Jones denied this and claimed he never had asking price. Speaking to the reporters during the media scrum, 
White said he was amused by Jones's claim via MMA fighting. It's fun working out in the gym in the morning and seeing tweets from John Jones saying, I'm lying, White said in response. We have text messaged, uh, text messaged uh, with John Jones. It's not like I can't prove what I'm saying or it, it's true. We have texted mess- text messaging. I don't know why they spell it. Text messaging from him out by um, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put a text message out in the press. Now, John Jones is saying that he wants Deontay Wilder money. And I, I agree that he is the best fighter right now in the UFC. He's the, he's the big prize fighter in the UFC besides Conor McGregor. I do believe that if John Jones can stay out of trouble... John Jones deserves that kind of money. He really does. I don't, I don't know what he thinks he's going to get, like $20 million or $30 million. That's not going to happen. But he should be making about five, six, seven, eight million million, $8 million every single fight, especially if he's the champion. He's really an undefeated fighter. So I am very surprised. And Dana White, who is supposed to protect his fighters, for him to come out and talk to the press like this and kind of throw John Jones under the bus because he claims that John Jones reached out on Twitter and said that he deserves Deontay. I've looked on John Jones's Twitter. He said nothing of a sort. Now, maybe Dana White's trying to stir something up or trying to bring something up that he can sell to the public where it's going to cause a stir between him and John Jones because everybody knows John Jones is uh, always the center of attention. If he's not getting in trouble with drugs or driving under the influence, he seems to say things that he shouldn't be saying outside the octagon. I mean, basically what we're looking at here, it's, it's a he said, he said type situation. You got Dana White saying he never said it. This conversation never happened. And quite frankly, with John Jones's record, his credibility based off of his stupid antics, it's always going to have some doubt whether he's telling the truth or not, regardless of what the hell he's talking about. Now, in regards to him wanting to wilder money, whether it's wilder money, fury money, whatever the hell it He's is. He's not making $30 million. Nobody, let's be real. The top fighters in the UFC should be getting paid mm-hmm. more than they are. It's not a fight-by-fight basis. Like in most cases with boxing, sometimes there's a fight-by-fight. We, we signed to fight for this amount. We signed. To, sometimes these guys, based off their contracts, are get stuck in a set amount of how much their base is and such. I guarantee you that John Jones, if he didn't have some of these antics, him being more commercially viable without all these antics would probably give him more of uh, a negotiating state-like like campaign to get more money. Anthony, doesn't it bother you that this is your best fighter? This is the guy, the prize fighter that you have. He's been the most dominant fighter really since Anderson Silver. If you really want to compare his skill to the dominance that John Jones has really competed with, the guy is undefeated. He, he the one fight that he lost, he was disqualified. He is undefeated. Right. Now, this guy's net worth, I'm looking up his net worth right now. He's only worth $10 million. This is the greatest fighter in UFC history, some people say. And he's only worth $10 million to Conor McGregor, who's worth over a hundred and some odd million dollars. Now, yes, he fought, uh, he fought Floyd Mayweather, and that's where he made his tons and tons of money. But, but if McGregor, you look, McGregor if, probably brings in three, four million dollars a fight. McGregor brings in more money. He brings in more of a gate. He brings in more ticket sales. He brings in more pay per view buys. He brings in more. So if people want to say that, is that the reason why you're worth more money? Well, it's kind of hard to say that it's not. 
let's be real. If you're bringing in more money, aren't shouldn't you technically make more? I mean, is that is that an argument that we can make? Conor McGregor's worth a hundred and ten million dollars. Yes, he is. He's I'm worth. I'm surprised it's not more. He's worth a hundred and ten million dollars too. So he's worth a hundred more million dollars than to me the greatest MMA fighter of all time. That's what you're saying. You're you're talking about. I don't care about selling and all that other stuff. You, you you're talking to, though. It's John Jones. John Jones is the bit one of the biggest selling. Uh, Selling guys that they have right now for the organization. Are you talking about the two biggest selling points that they have is Conor McGregor and John Jones? Why is Conor making more money than John Jones is every single fight? John I, Jones. I is- personally think McGregor brings in more money internationally than John Jones does. But that has nothing to do with when you're going Why when not? you're when you're negotiating when you're negotiating a deal. Yes, and and I'm. I, I am not Dana White. I'm not an owner of uh, a mixed martial arts organization. Mm-hmm. When you try to compare and contrast your two big drives and your draws, those two guys, Conor yeah. McGregor and uh, John Jones, I guarantee you John Jones is not even the second highest paid fighter in the UFC. Probably not, not even the second. So you're telling me yeah. that John Jones, who is your best fighter, mm-hmm. hands down, your best fighter, and he's a big draw. He's a huge draw. He's only making a million dollars a fight. And this guy, Conor McGregor, is making three, four, five million dollars a fight. That is a crock of you-know-what. Once again. It's a crock. How much money is McGregor bringing in opposed to John Jones? The sales are the same. Their sales are the same. They're not the same. You're looking at pay-per-views. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Total amount of money for... Pay-per-views. If I find the pay-per-views, I'm going to look this up. After we we get off the phone with D. Hamaguchi, after our interview, I'm going to look while we interview. What would you say McGregor's biggest fight was? What would you say John Jones' biggest fight was in regards to... Daniel Cormier. Okay. The first one? I don't know. Daniel Cormier. I'll look at both of them. All right. Look at both of those and compare that to what you say... Connor and Khabib, and also McGregor Aldo. Okay. Go two and two. We'll look at that. I almost guarantee. Okay. Okay, Jeff, don't start. I hear him saying it all. On, on, I hear I hear it. It's ringing. Well, like, Jeff's not like, here. Oh, I'm so not, but, no, but he's, he's going to say here. it anyway. Anyway. I'm going to look I this up. I can almost guarantee you McGregor's two fights brought in a hell of a lot more than the total of the other two fights. Well, I'll make a bet with you, and I'll tell you they're almost very similar as far as pay-per-view, and that's what we're going to look at. I would, say, I would say 25% more. Would you say that's drastic enough? I would say maybe 5 to 10. That's it. 5 to 10% more. That's it. Mm-hmm. I say as much as 25% more. That's a bet. The two totals. That's a bet. When this we is- come back... When we come back, because we have our special guest, so we have to go to break. D. Hamaguchi, uh, ex-professional boxer. She's been around for a very, very long time. An MMA fighter here. On the greatest. I say this all the time, and I'll say it again. This is the greatest MMA show in America. Eat your heart out, Khabib fans. That's all I'm going to say. We'll be back after this. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. It's time! Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. Right there, right there, hold on, right there. Boom, I faked him. Oh, whoa, that was, whoa. I'm back! But 
Mamba Babo, how you say that? I'm gonna go home tonight. I'm gonna drink a Coors Light. Fighting out of the red corner. I completely dominated that fifth round. That fifth round want me to fight. From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> show in America, Caged in MMA. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, this is Caged in MMA. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Anthony Anderosi, and I. we did have D Hamaguchi on. I don't know what happened to her. I think she hung up. So we're actually going to call her up live and introduce her this way because maybe she didn't hear me or whatever happened. We're going to put her through in just one second. So just hold on one second. Hello? D, what do we what do we lose you? I told you to hold on for one second. <laughs> oh yeah, it just it went dead. Oh, it went dead? Oh yeah, I told you to hold on. I, I always mute you before we put you on to live radio, but uh we have you on as we, as you guys know, we are now talking to professional boxer, judo fighter, Miss Mrs. or Miss D Hamaguchi. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh considering, you know, all things considering. So, uh, how are you and your family doing with this pandemic? Well, I'm I'm by myself here in Los Angeles. Um, most of my family's up in in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not we're, we're not allowed to cross the border, but you know we stay in touch. So, so and I know Anthony the, Anthony right over here sitting. My partner over here. He is uh, uh he's in the mixed martial arts Hall of Fame. Right? Am I right? Wow. Mixed Martial Arts Hall of Fame? Am no, I saying it right? What no. is it? MMA Hall of the Fame? The United States oh, Martial my God. Arts Hall of Fame. How about this? Just say the MMA Hall of Fame. No. Yes, because that's, that's what it is. what it is. Well, then write it down or something because it's annoying. Why do I have to write it down? I tell you all the time. Anyways, Just D. like I tell you my last name, you still butcher that. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled right in front of you. Am I pronouncing your name right, D? It's spelled right Hamaguchi. there. Hamaguchi? Right there. Hamaguchi, you got it right. I got it right, right? Am I, am I pronouncing it right? Last name, right here. Yeah. Well, Last so, name. See, this guy, you my partner it. over you here, made this. this guy over here, he, he always complains that I you pronounce I pronounce his name completely wrong, but the truth is, it, I, the truth it's is the American it, way. You're telling it me, is the American wait, way. Wait a second. <laughs> You're telling me yes, I that telling I don't you. know how to say my own last name I and that th- you're I think right? You've, I think you're lost. I do. I think you're a little lost here, Anthony. I, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to help you. Maybe you, you. What planet do you come from? Have you ever seen the movie Forever Young? No. <laughs> well, I'll have to tell you off air because we have a. Is that like guest. a notebook thing? <laughs> no, that's like a notebook thing, isn't it? No, Mel Gibson. You, that's they that, put him. That's to, that they put him to sleep. Movie. No, Mel Gibson. No, no. They put him to sleep. No, D. Have you ever seen Forever Young? I don't think I have. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to help you. you out. That's a good movie. You check it out. Thank you. Okay. Straight to video. Anyways, anyways, D, you're you're in your fifties right now, and you've been you had three fights. You were just telling me during the break that you were you had three fights last year, uh, and you were you had an upcoming fight coming up. uh, You know, in the next, I think, in next month or the month after that. Why don't you tell the fans a little bit about yourself and your growth as a boxer, being that you're in your fifties right now and uh, growing as a, uh, a mixed martial artist boxer. Well, the the story starts back back in the 90s 
<laughs> in New York, and I had moved to Harlem. Uh, I was still doing judo and kind of getting my foot in the door with a little karate, you know, Shotokan, Goju. And I got intrigued because I, I, I went to um, a karate tournament actually out on Long Island. Who was it? Lee Ireland? Mm-hmm. We're based out of Long Island. We're based out of Long Island. So I'm loving you already, D. I'm loving you already. <laughs> and and I watched the tournament and I thought, King, you know, I don't think I can get with that because it was almost, it was pretty much no contact, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if that's for me. And I thought about it for a bit and then I was able to talk to a few of my friends who were martial artists that also did some boxing. So one day I decided, oh, well, let me let me ask them if they think I could box. And to me it was a crazy idea, and I was I was fully ready for them to say, ah, what are you kidding me? Are you nuts? No, don't box. But I asked the question, and I got completely the opposite response. They're like, yeah, you could box. Go to you know, and they sent me to Connie Bryant's gym on 125th and 5th. Um, Connie Bryant was um. I ran Barclays trainer. Mm-hmm. So that's in a small little stinky little gym, you know. Uh, and and that's why I just, that's why I started. Um, I, I looked out and I met um, Saul Mambi. I don't know if you remember him. The late Saul Mambi. Uh, Saul Mambi. Former world, yeah. well, he was a world champion. Anyways, mm-hmm. he, he met me at that gym. He said, hey, you know, you should go to Gleason's gym. And because there'll probably be you know, maybe a, a couple women there, what have you. I mean, women's boxing was definitely not a thing yet, right? Right, right. So. Did we lose you, D? Did we lose her? We lost her again. Carol, what's up with your phone, man? It has nothing to do with my phone, It's your man. phone. Why is it my phone? Why is it always my phone? She's like she's phone. based out of California, and, and first they have of all, phones in California. Well, so you're going to blame me for losing? They have her? phones in California. You're a pain well, in you my obviously ass. don't have service. You're a pain in my ass. What are you talking about? You want to use your phone? No. You think you're no? You think your phone's better? No. All right. I didn't so, say that. I just uh, said your phone sucks. Uh, my phone is fine. My phone. That's is the second fine. time you dropped her. Uh, well. We lost her. You dropped hey, our. You, see, you cut off our guest the second time. I didn't cut the off anybody. The second time. D, go oh, on. I'm sorry, D, go right ahead. Hold on, you cut out there. I didn't hear you. Uh, we're sorry. Uh, go ahead. I keep going on with your story. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yes, do you hear me? D, you hear me? Hello? Hello? D, hello? Hello? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. We back? Yes, we're back. Yes. So go ahead, go Can go. You hear me? Yes, I yeah. we hear you fine. Go go back to your story. Okay, so in any case, back in um, 1993, I, I I saw this little notice ripped out of the Daily News, you know, stuck on the wall in uh, Connie's gym, and it was the entry form for the Golden Gloves. So I'm looking at it, you know, and it, and then then I asked one of the trainers, "Hey, can I can I enter that?" And he's like, "Oh no no no, there's no woman in that." And I, I was like, I thought to myself, well, it's an amateur tournament, so they're not supposed to discriminate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying this to myself. And I figured, I'm just going to enter. I just put my first initial, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm a girl, right? <laughs> and uh, just 
send it in and see what happens. Then lo and behold, they send me back um, all this medical forms to fill out and and whatnot. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll send all this back, you know. And uh, long story short, unfortunately, that was the year there was a crazy snowstorm and there was a big mail delay. So I never got my notification to show up for the medical exam. I didn't get that in time, so I missed it. And then when I called them up to try to reschedule or something, then obviously they knew I was female, and they were kind of like, oh, sorry, you missed the last one. So I was kind of out of luck for that year. Uh, but over the summer, um, I, I was able to meet with a, an attorney from the ACLU, mm-hmm. and she went ahead and made phone calls, wrote some letters, uh, and... You know, we never we never really pursued a lawsuit or anything like that, but I think it was just her making phone calls and whatnot. The next year, the Daily News just opened their doors to women. So that was for, that was in 94, we were allowed to enter for the 95 gloves. And then, you know, it was, that was it. You know, we were in. We were in the biggest amateur boxing tournament in the world, really. And, uh... And there were TV cameras from all over the world there. Kind of, I think everybody was just curious, like, what? Women's boxing? What's that going to be like? And, um, you know, from there, the sport just grew. Well, the sport is a sport, but, I mean, women's participation grew, you know, in the Olympic Games. Right. Um, Did you compete in the Olympics? And now some of those female pros are actually getting TV time. Did you compete in the Olympics? Really what's needed. Dee, did you compete in the Olympics? D, did you compete in the Olympics? Do you hear me? Yeah, no, I can. Okay. Did you compete in the Olympics? Are we losing you? I, I don't know if it's your phone or my phone. Uh, do you, um, yeah, did, just cutting in and out. Let me let me try to move to another spot and see mm-hmm. if it can. Did Did you ever compete in the Olympics? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a huge thing for women's amateur boxing to make it into the Olympics. First, there was three, just three weight divisions, but now I think they're going to have all weight divisions. So that's that's huge because it gives young girls and young women a reason to train their rear end off, right? Mm-hmm. They want to make that Olympic team. That's huge motivation. Um, and, and once, you know... Worldwide, once the base of the pyramid of female amateur boxing gets bigger, when that base of the pyramid is big, you're going to get much higher quality professional female fighters that grow out of that, you know, just like the men. Dee, did you ever have the opportunity to compete at the trials for the Olympics? Well, it wasn't it wasn't um, an Olympic sport when I was participating. You know, so there was, there was maybe nationals, and then for women who made a national team, sometimes there was um like you know like dual tournaments with versus another country that type of thing. We are talking to professional boxer D Hamaguchi. She's based out of California. Uh, she's a judo fighter, and she's also a, a professional boxer. She had an upcoming fight, but because of this pandemic, it was canceled. D, 
the growth of women's boxing and really boxing. I, I've seen a couple of your pictures on Instagram and uh, he, you've taken a couple of pictures with uh, very famous uh, trainers and boxers. What, you know, growing up as uh, a boxing fan, and I'm a huge boxing fan, I've, I've followed Mike Tyson in those years, and even now, my, the Mayweather years, and, and, and really, uh, all the Pernell Sweepy Whitaker, is there a particular boxer that you tried to mimic when you became a professional boxer? Oh, you know, I, I never felt I was trying to mimic the fighters, mm-hmm. but... The first few fighters I really paid attention to were Muhammad Ali and Joe Lewis and Sugar Ray Robinson. Was there a reason why Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson, and Joe Lewis? I think Joe Lewis, to me, and I've said this over and over again, and I'll say it again, Joe Lewis is the greatest boxer of all time. I don't want to hear Muhammad Ali or Rocky Marciano. Why you got to go there? Floyd Mayweather. Why you got to go there? What do you mean, why? Why you got to go there? (laughs) Why you got to go there with the Marciano thing? Why? Why? What are you talking about? Why? Marciano why didn't fight in 30 rounds, did he? Why, why did you go there? Did Marciano ever this, fought, this fight is, in 30 is, rounds? This is an Italian thing. Joe Lewis fought 30-round fights. 30-round fights. What 30 rounds? What are you talking about? Joe Lewis... Come on, D. Could you please explain to this guy when oh, Joe Lewis was the this. champion, he fought in 30-round fights? Oh, for the love of God. That, that's what I don't... I, I, I won't claim to be an expert on, but the old-time guys, man, they would... They would do like ridiculous number of rounds, right? Mm-hmm. We talk like Zach Johnson era. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Um, but to answer your question about why those three fighters, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was living in Harlem, and so that just felt like part of the culture, if you will. You know, like John Lewis fought Schmeling at the Polo Grounds, which is now a housing development. Um, Sugar Ray used to be in Harlem all the time, and he owned businesses up and down, um, I think it was 7th Avenue. You know, I, I, just, I just hear stories about this from people. So I would go over to the Schomburg Center, the big library on the corner of 135th and Lennox. Right. And um, this is really cool for any boxing fan. They, ha- they have a, a photography archive. Mm-hmm. Where you could ask for permission to look at stuff, and they have like these really awesome black, you know, old black and white photos of all these fighters. Right. But I actually did that one day, and it's it's not they're not photographs that you would have seen in books already. So, I, I mean, I, I I'm assuming that that resource once the pandemic's over, whatever would be available to the public again. I, I encourage any boxing fan that, that's in the New York area, you know, you might want to make that trip to the Schomburg Center just to check some of that stuff out. Um, and then that, and then I also read um, Thomas Hauser's book on Ali and, and thought that was really intriguing because it gave kind of an inside look to the, the human aspect of, of who he was. As you guys know, we are talking to professional boxer. How old are you, D? You're 55 years old, right? Yeah. 55-year-old champion and, and boxer, D. Hamaguchi. Now, D, MMA has really exploded in the last 10 years. And the growth of mixed martial arts, the UFC, Bellator, all these different organizations that we've seen over the last couple of years. And and boxing, prize fighting has really fallen off. And 
And, and it, I would say the last two years with uh, Canelo Alvarez, Triple G, and some of these great young fighters coming up, the kid Garcia uh, that De La Hoya just brought in, do you think boxing is falling off and mixed martial arts is taking over? Or do you think boxing is just sitting back and, and, and waiting for those next champions to really take over uh, the boxing and the boxing world and prize fighting? I, I feel boxing is still alive and well. I just feel like MMA is is like expanded so rapidly, right? Mm-hmm. And I, in my opinion, there is like, there are definitely fans of both, like educated fans of both, you know, people who are really just into combat sports. Right. They'll probably be watching both. Like, you know, originally when the old school UFC was around, as a boxing person, I was like, I cannot watch this. Mm-hmm. Because, it was two guys running at each other like they're doing swimming. Or something. <laughs> I said the that, same thing. The quality of the action was just not how it was just not good. And I felt like I can't watch this. This is going to make me, you know, try to, like I'm going to be looking at something I don't want to copy. I don't want to copy that. So mm-hmm. I stayed away from it. But to its credit, you know, MMA as a sport has evolved and, and gotten much, the striking is much, much better. And so, you know, hey, I'm I'm a fan as well. I I try to watch everything. There's there's nights when I got like split screen. I'm trying to watch both <laughs> at the same time. So I don't feel like it's necessarily a question of boxing competing against MMA. I think there's groups of people who only want to watch MMA, groups of people who only want to watch boxing, and then there's some of us who who really just love watching both. So I think there's room there's room for everybody, really. You know? D, when when you look at some of these prize fighters and, and even undercard fighters, they're making millions of dollars in boxing. Obviously a lot of the promotion and promoting goes to the fighter and the promotion team. And then you look at the UFC, mixed martial arts and these guys, and I've said this over and over again, that the fighters in mixed martial arts are underpaid. Do you think as, you know, an older fighter and you look at some of these younger kids, do you think they would probably choose to bo- go into boxing because the, the money and the situation of the money that they can make in boxing, then they, they can make in mixed martial arts? Or do you think now more than ever because of combat sports and the transition of the sport, do you think it would be more interesting for, for some of these young fighters to get into mixed martial arts? No. Here's the thing, like, I think it depends on specifically what age group you talk to. Um, I mean, me being at, at 55, to me, a young fighter it could be anywhere like 30 down, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just lately been my experience when I'm in the, even in the boxing gym or just meeting young kids after uh, my last fight in, in, in Tijuana. I, I met this young, young girl who was probably about seven years old, and her parents told me, hey, you know, she wants me, she's now training in MMA. And I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty awesome, you know, that this little girl just absolutely sees MMA as an option for her. That's that's wonderful, you know. Um, and, and I've met other, like, little kids, again, like, say, 10 and younger in the boxing gym, and they have their intention is they want to do MMA. So... I think it's 
they're not thinking money, right? Right. When you're that young, it's really not about money. I think it's just out there more for kids. Like, they just sort of are grabbing, and then they maybe it's the cool factor. I don't know, but there's there's something there in terms of um, in terms of what kids want to do. Now, once you're a little bit older, you know, twenties. And, and you have invested time in training. I've even told some some of the guys I trained with in MMA, I'm like, hey, you know, you could you could make some money doing boxing, like more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Particularly right. for a heavyweight male, you know, there's there's just such a big gap between two thousand for MMA versus definitely tens of thousands to start with, right? With right. boxing. Now, um, D, and I, I want to, I want to get into your career and, and what you, now what motivates you being that you're 55 years old, what motivates you to get into the ring and fight? I mean, it's dangerous one. Uh, I mean, you're getting hit numerous times to the head. What motivates you to get into the ring and be a professional, a woman's boxer? The, that's a great question, and, and the, the curious thing is, originally, like, five years ago, I started just upping my training again with the, with the motivation that I wanted to fight MMA, and I still do want to do that. It was just that the opportunity to step in the ring opened up for me, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump on this chance I had to, to start boxing again. And that's also because for MMA, I gotta jump right to pro if I want to do MMA. I don't get to go through the amateur ranks. So I figured, you know, I've been out, I've been out of combat sports for a minute, doing a few pro fights. If nothing else, you just get me back in the mindset of of what it's like to throw down against somebody with that intention. You know, because that's. As you know, it's completely different from even the toughest sparring sessions you had in the gym. So now, D, you said ultimately you want you're still thinking about making or your the goal is still to make the transition in MMA from pro boxing, correct? So you're out in California right now. You know your fight got scratched and such. Are you still waiting for that one more boxing um, opponent before you? transition your training completely into more of an MMA camp or with this scratch, the longer and it, the longer it goes before you could get the next bout with this pandemic going on, do you see yourself closer and closer to making that transition to start the training into MMA? Oh, absolutely. Like I, I feel like, like you said, especially with like we're halfway through the year now. Right. Right. Um, I, I've been, you know, I've been working at the, you know, judo, judo was always there. Like, judo's already in, in me, you know what I mean? So, when I, when I decided I'm going to train MMA, it, it just became a shift to nogi and, a lot, you know, grappling, jujitsu style, learning a few more submissions and whatnot. Who, um, who have you looked at in regards to handling your training out there in California to make this transition? Oh, I've been training at Hyasan MMA, and the head instructor there, his name is Gokor Chivichin. 
Okay. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if, if you guys have heard of no, him. Gokor, yes. Yes. No, Gokor, yes. No, Gokor has been yeah. around for a long time. Um, yeah. He's got yeah. a background yeah. with Sambo and such, you know, right. not just jujitsu, but a lot of different styles. Um, real leg lock master himself. Oh. Um, yeah. But he, he also, he is part of that, um, that whole training tree where you see, um, you know, Ronda Rousey's trainer and such. The, he's a he's been around for a very 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 long time. A lot of times people won't understand because back then you didn't have the mainstream opponents. So a lot of the trainers back then, just like the Lloyd Irvings and stuff, everybody had a fight career. But because a lot of these things weren't sanctioned, I don't like using the term underground. It just wasn't sanctioned. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared. The states didn't care about taxing anything and getting their <laughs> hands in anything. So it was considered illegal underground. It's got this bad, like, little stigma and such. It's just more or less it, things weren't sanctioned. Everybody had a, a career that just probably was not um, that ex- exposed to the forefront in regards to mainstream. And it wasn't televised or anything. A lot of it was tape training back then. No different than when you hear about um, pro wrestling back in the day. It was a lot of tape trading. Hmm. It was the same thing with MMA. So Gokor, Hicks and Gracie. All of these guys that were doing this stuff, it was they had a very big career internationally, but right. it just wasn't mainstream. So no, Gokor is an old school guy. He's got old mm-hmm. an old school teaching mentality where mm-hmm. it's a lot of people say, oh, it's about passion and this, and everybody wants to start levitating and getting into the spiritual this that. No, with Gokor, it's work. If you're not working. Mm-hmm. Don't show up. You're not allowed to have a bad day. If you have a bad day, you're going to get your ass beat, and you just keep on going. Am I pretty much correct? Right. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, because <laughs> I've been doing the the MMA sparring there for the past five years, and going to um, his his grappling classes as well. He's trial by you know fire. I, you just throw you just throw you in boxing, there. I dialed it back a little bit, but I've still been taking um day. Many Jets uh, kickboxing class at least once a week. And um, but jumping back to Gokor, the, the thing I really love about taking his classes is I feel like because I have a judo background, mm-hmm. and he, he's also a judo master, yes. I feel like it's like we speak the same language, so I can understand him really well when he teaches, even though <laughs> I'm never going to be a leg lock person, but I can really appreciate how he explains um, how he explains the technique and breaks it down and then shows you where you can go from that one move, you can branch off into these other moves, or here's the defensive move, here's the counter, and here's how you counter the counter. You know, it's, it's I don't know, I just, I really like the way he, he, he teaches, and he is truly a master because people who are very good, like black belt level at leg locks, they learn from him. And they're like, wow, what was that? You know, you know what I mean? It's just, he's like next level with all of, all of that. We are talking to boxing champion, 55 year old D Hamaguchi, who's now trying to get herself into the mixed martial arts world. And I think it's an incredible story. 55 years old, and she's still boxing, and now she's putting her foot right into the MMA world, which is very, very unique, even though when you talk about boxers trying to get into the MMA, 
uh, divisions. It's it's not easy. It, it, it's definitely hard work and dedication. We've seen James Tony try to do that. It didn't work. Uh, uh, we've seen plenty of guys, plenty of Ray Mercer wasn't bad. Ray Mercer actually wasn't was that all bad. Right. Ray Mercer wasn't that bad. He was all right. Ray but... Mercer had a had a shot. <laughs> he went with that street that street mentality of. All right, I'm boxing to hell with it. Let's just go. <laughs> but that was the only thing that kept right. him in the survival mode. It's... I'll, have to check. I'll have to check Ray Mercer's MMA yeah. fight. Now. It's Ray, not bad. Yeah. No, Ray, Ray Mercer was a good fighter. But Ray Mercer, when, you, when you're looking at him as a boxer and how he transitioned into uh, mixed martial arts, he, it took him a couple of years to figure it out. It did. Uh, boxing, when you go from boxing to MMA, and I did the same thing. I was a boxer, and I tried to get it to MMA. And at first, I, I agree with you. Uh, uh, D, when when I saw MMA for the first time, I was like, I am not laying on top of a man practically halfway naked and try to grapple with him and try to <laughs> break his arm or bend his knee back. And I didn't even know what the moves were. And then I knew what the rear naked choke hold was because my grandfather was a Marine and he always put it on me when I was a kid. And, <laughs> and he always told me to fight his wrist, fight his wrist. And I never knew what he was talking about until I started training and, and I was taught how to fight somebody's wrist to try to tuck my, uh, truck, tuck my chin under somebody's arm and try to fight the wrist so he can't close up the, uh, the hole where it would pretty much choke you out. But um, as a, as a boxer, and I've learned uh, all different transitions of boxing to MMA, and even MMA fighters, a.k.a. Conor McGregor, into boxing, it's not an easy transition. So what makes you, at the age of 55, want to transition from boxing to MMA? Well, the, the, the motivation is really I want to put my boxing skills and my judo skills together. Because I really feel like even though I'm speaking to you as a pro boxer, and that's the most recent combat sport I've done, I'm really a ju- judoka. Like, that's really who I am. I wouldn't be boxing if I hadn't done judo, which, which sounds weird, right? Because there's no crossover technically. Boxing and judo are like opposites in terms of technique, right? You're absolutely not allowed to hit the other person in judo and you're absolutely not allowed to throw somebody in the boxing ring. Right. So they're like polar opposites, but it's like the reason I decided, hey, I'm, I'm going to do MMA, because it's like, you know what? If, if, if I really am a complete fighter or a complete martial artist, i got to put these two things together. Because for so many years, I just kept them wide, wide apart, you know? Where do you come up with the love to fight? I mean, I, I'm, I'm 38 years old, okay? And I have a bad neck. Um, I have bulging discs in my lower back. Um, I have a tear in my rotator cuff. I have a herniated disc in my C6. And I want to get back into fighting. There's no question that I That's do. all you have? Yeah, what? I'm sorry? That's it. That's, that's, that's enough. That's all you got? I'm 38 <laughs> years old. What are you talking God, about? You're a, you're a rookie. I'm oh a rookie. God. I'm a rookie. I'm walking with... I tear in my rotator cuff where I need surgery. I need surgery in my C6 because I have nerve damage. And I have six bulging discs in my lower back. And that's all I've got? Are you kidding me? I'm 38 years old. What are you, crazy over here, Mr. I'm in pain? Seriously? Anyways. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) What what pushes you to, to do this? I mean, it's... It's an incredible thing. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a lot of credit because um, I couldn't see. My mom is 
I think my mom is now 63 years old. And you're 55 years old. So you're only eight years younger than my mother. And <laughs> I, I love how this conversation is no, going I'm right now. Ser- I'm I love ser- it. I'm being serious. And, <laughs> and, you're, and, and I have to give you a lot of credit because me as a 38-year-old, and, and I wasn't a professional boxer. I was an amateur boxer, and then I did amateur MMA, and I was a good fighter. But I, I, when, I heard, when I got slammed, I, I was 8-0, and I got slammed in a, a ring of combat tournament. Uh, I could practically got I, I, whatever you want, a hip tossed, and I landed on my back of my neck. I was knocked out for like Ooh. two seconds before I, I started squirming up, and I got up after the fight, and I did win. I did win that fight. I said that this wow. isn't for me. My neck do you, was. Do you remember that without watching the video? No, I don't. Good I answer. don't. I do not. <laughs> That's how you know when somebody's telling the truth. When they say I got knocked out. Oh, do you remember everything? Yeah. Okay. Then you. All I remember. Out. All I remember in that in that round when he slammed me on my neck was uh, I, I felt he he didn't realize that I was knocked out for at least two or three seconds and I was square after I, I I caught I whatever I caught my eye or whatever I caught my equilibrium I started squirming and trying to cover my head because he was trying to drop uh, you know drop not drop elbows but drop hands on my head uh, hammer fist me on the ground and I was trying to protect myself so I can catch my bearing I. And, and you want to know something, what I've learned more than anything with MMA, and, and you'll learn, uh, obviously, because you're training right now, is the, the stamina. Everybody thinks that boxing, you need tremendous, tremendous stamina. You need even more stamina when some man or some lady is leaning on, laying on top of you, trying to put an arm bar, a key lock, or an, an, um, a knee lock on you, or something like that, or an ankle, ankle lock. And you have to compose yourself enough to try to get yourself out of it before you tap yourself out. So what, yeah. what drives you? What, really, what, in your heart, what drives you at the age of 55, uh, a boxing champion, to get into a sport which is dangerous and, and, and obviously putting yourself at risk at every second of the, the time of the fight because you know, somebody's going to take you down and completely tap you out? You know, I, it's, it's almost like I'm focused more on the art part of martial arts at this stage. Does that make sense? Like in my oh, yes. training, I'm really focused on just getting the techniques right in training so that I can execute it under pressure, you know, first in sparring and then in the, in the actual combat. So I'll, I'll give you an example, like, the thing I'm focused on now with my boxing is really trying to land my first two knuckles mm-hmm. in the punches and, and, and have the have good mechanics with my punches. And in my last fight uh, last year, October, I think it was, um, I felt good because I was like, I got, you know, I, I cracked the, the woman with the right hand and I cracked her with the left foot. And I could really feel it. And, and, she buckled a little bit, you know, so she felt it too. So it's kind of like every fight, you know, like trying to execute that next thing. I, th- I, think, um, it's, I think it's incredible. As as, I think it's incredible. As far as MMA goes, yeah. yeah as far as MMA goes, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of indulgent, really, mm. because it's like, I, I want to throw someone. <laughs> I want to throw them, I want to get them on the ground and arm bar a choke. 
Now, do you now, now D? And by the way, we are speaking mm-hmm. to professional boxer D Hamaguchi, Canadian fighter. Uh, she's based out of California right now. She's home alone because her family's in Canada right now as we speak. She's training for her upcoming uh, boxing match. Slash, she's trying to put a foot in the door in the MMA world. Now, do you plan as a fifty-five-year-old to compete and maybe get your foot in the door as a UFC? Bellator fighter, is that your plan, or are you just doing it just for the training, the technique, and and, and all of that? I would definitely like a pro fight in MMA. Um, it, I, I need to fight at 105 pounds or lighter, mm-hmm. uh, and that's so that, that I think that's a possibility with the Bellator uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm open to 1FC. Well, really, any of the you know any of the local promoters here in Los Angeles who right. can get me a fight at 100 or 105 pounds. You would be. You would Adam, probably. That's an Adam weight. She she would be the oldest. If the UFC signed her, she would be the oldest UFC fighter in UFC history. <laughs> you would be. You would be I that. Mean, you would have to. Really? You would have okay. to go up to 125 pounds yes. to fight. Yes. Because the only division that has an at the only promotions. That I believe have atom weight are One FC, which you mentioned, and Invicta. Which, right. when you have somebody like Gokor in your corner, um, and that whole Armenian, <laughs> you know, uh, pro, you know, posse over there, those guys could open up doors pretty quickly. Especially since you're carrying over a boxing career. Sometimes, and I'm not making it sound like this is uh, easy thing to do or you know what i mean it's an it's an advantage or but sometimes having that combat sports background in a professional sport and making the transition those organizations will take a flyer on you because you have that credibility of being battle tested so it's not saying oh you didn't pay your dues because you didn't come up all the way from you know the bingo halls all the way up into those organizations let's be real it's not easy to find female fighters i've said it once before if you if you have a camp and on your team, you have a golden goose, which is that female fighter that can go out there, deliver the punch, take a punch, and come back and zang. do it again. Zang, mm-hmm. Joanna's. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's those those things are some of the most valuable pieces to your team and your camp and your school, your academy. So, when you have Gokor in your corner and the fighters that he's dealt with and such. And just from his experiences with the UFC and all that, he's been, what, he has, he's had fighters UFC. For almost, King of the cage. Almost 15 years. He's had fighters all over the damn place professionally in every damn organization. Some of the organizations don't even yeah. exist anymore mm-hmm. that he <laughs> has had fighters in. And that's the truth. I mean, Gokor actually used to have um, little black and white come, you know, ads for his academy in the Black Belt magazines. When MMA and such wasn't that big, right next to like Bart Vale's mm-hmm. shooto fighting and, and things like that. It was actually called shoot fighting back in the day. It wasn't even MMA. It was like NHB. <laughs> That's what Gokor was doing and had his curriculum back then. So she's in good – she's in very good hands. You know, and I wish you all the best with, with everything that's going on. I, one thing I could say about Gokor, and I like it because it's the way I always w- had that coaching style and would try – he just throws you in the fire. He'll throw you in there with yeah. somebody. And it's either survive or adapt or lose, and he'll wake you up later. 
when the gyms get ready to close. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, we, well, so then I'm we, not training out of his gym. Listen, you can learn a lot. Once you, once you get knocked out and you're looking at the lights, yeah. you, you understand how bad it feels. It's, it's one of those Trust things you don't me, when do I that. got dropped on my neck and I woke up in two or three seconds, I, re- I, I saw the lights and I didn't want to see them. I, a matter of fact, I didn't even know where I was for about five seconds until I had somebody trying to drop hammer fists on the back of my head. Isn't it, amazing? Trying to cover me. Isn't it amazing how that, and not only that, you get up, you still compete, mm-hmm. that whole wonderful moment of you winning oh, yeah. and victory. Wonderful. And the yeah. amazing thing about it is you mm. don't remember it. I didn't remember. When but somebody says, how does it feel? I don't know. You know, it's funny. Look fun on the video, though. It's funny because everybody, after your fight, they always try to interview in your ring. And, and I've, over the years in boxing and MMA, I'm not one of those guys after my fight to even say anything. I was... I pretty much get out of the ring, get out of the, get out of the cage as soon as my fight was over. And I, I tell the story all the time, and this is why I don't like Dana White. Dana White was at one of my ring of combat fights. I won that fight. And he was bringing in the belt in the ring of combat, and he was going to give me the belt and blah, 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 blah. So I got the belt. I got it put on me by him, and I walked out. I didn't even want to speak to the crowd because I'm not one of those people that have any interest of you know, bragging about my win. You know what I mean? I went to the back, and Dana White came back there and gave me, and this is before the UFC really took off, and Dana White just hammered it on me, telling me that I was, um, um, what's the words that he used? Arrogant? Not arrogant, impossible, rude, disrespectful. Those are the kind of words. And I told him, listen, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. If If I win a fight and I don't want to speak, I don't have to speak. And I embarrassed I – embar- he claimed I embarrassed him and I embarrassed the sport by doing that. And ever since then, I, I have had my own thoughts of Dana White, not only on our radio shows, but really just him as a person because I don't think he cares about the fight. I think he cares about himself. Don't, don't start. We got Dean on the phone. I'm don't serious. Start. Why do you always got to go back to him? I'm serious. Why I'm just speaking the truth. D, I'm just speaking the truth, okay? D, don't let him suck you in, D. Yeah, don't let him suck you in. Nah, it's called respect, and oh. he doesn't have any. So, you see, you always no, got to go I, back to him. No, and D, I'll tell you what. I, I, I believe that you know it doesn't matter how old you are. What you do, if you put your heart to it and you work your butt off, you can do anything you, you put your mind to. So I envy you for being that you're 55 years old, you're a professional boxer, and you want to get your foot in the door with MMA, which to me is it's, – it's an unbelievable sport. And, and technically, it's just as hard technically than it is, than it is in boxing. So I, I, think, I think it's an incredible, credible story, and I, I'm happy that we, we got you on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it. It was wonderful talking to both of you. You guys are, you know, completely informed, and, and you've done you've done the sports yourself, so you know what it's like, you know what it feels like, and uh, I'm real honored to be on your included on your radio show today. Well, we're Thank we're you. honored we're honored to have you. How's that sound? I mean, and I and I'll tell you this: your next fight, your your MMA, if it's MMA or boxing. I want to get you on before It'll be you MMA. fight. She wants MMA. You can, uh, you can, you can and I'll tell you this, D. Wants D he is, she I, wants MMA. I love MMA, but I'm a boxer. 
I am a boxer by heart. He likes MMA. I I love MMA. He likes MMA. I love MMA, but I'm a boxer by heart. I love boxing. I love professional boxing. And we go back and forth on this show, (laughs) back and forth, which is better. And and we argue our points. First off, let the record show. I am not against boxing. Don't let him lie to you. I am a fan of boxing. He is a liar. 80s and 90s boxing is better (laughs) than boxing now. 80s and 90s is better. Boxing is better mm. than now. Mm-hmm. It's true. He's a liar. It's true. He's a liar. Boxing in the 80s and 90s was a hell of a lot more fun to watch than now. Oh, absolutely, because the heavyweight division. Yeah. So, but not just the heavyweight division. Yeah. The heavyweight not division. Not just the heavyweight division. Well, what division? What division right now is better than the uh, the 155, 145 you, wait, division right now? Right now? No, yes. no, no. I said back then, boxing as a whole. Don't put words in my mouth. What do I look like? What do I look like when a Khabib a giant, that wants to call a giant, giant panda bear? That's what you look like. I'll take it. <laughs> See, she likes it, Team Panda. No, you team, got another one, Mr. Right there, Errol. Um, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Very gratitude, much. Team Gratitude. Come on, I'm. Get, we're getting shirts made. One's going to say Gratitude on the back with our logo on the front, and the other one's going to say Panda. You can choose whichever <laughs> team you want to be on. But D, I'm telling you right now, if you were smart, you take Team Gratitude. Okay. He forgot it. He no. forgot his own nickname. Listen, I'm tired, okay? I I'm a... tired. I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm in pain, too. I no. got I got a C6 right now. I got a herniated disc, a nerve damage right there. And I'm sitting here talking to the great D. Hamaguchi. I got a bulging disc in my back, and I'm carrying like five people on You my are shoulders. a bulging disc on this show, man. You're my bulging disc. You are. <laughs> you are. But I love you. You you would I, miss me so much I if would, I wasn't here. I would, I would. You would I do miss love me you. so much. I do love him. You would have to like. I mean, let's be real. You would have to like try to bring somebody in. Like I don't know. Like who? I don't know. What, what's that guy that you used to like working with? Who's that? Well, we have had a lot of people on this show. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he's got a show, something to do with the corner or something. Oh, Kyle's Corner. Give oh, me I didn't say that. I'm Kyle's just saying. Corner. Let me tell you something. Well, I'm not even going to get into that right now on this show. Thank you very much. D, thank you for joining us. You you are awesome. You really are. And I I really want to get you back on the show when your fight, depending on if it's MMA, MMA or boxing, we want to get you on the show. We want to talk boxing MMA with oh, you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I could talk to you guys all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about 15 right. minutes. I know you wanted to be on for 15 wow. minutes. Who would have thought you were going to be on the show for almost 50 minutes? So we, we we appreciate you joining us, and I know you are you have a busy schedule right now. Hopefully, you and your family are taking uh, taking care of uh, care care of each other with this pandemic, and uh, stay safe. And uh, looking forward to your up and coming endeavors. Appreciate it, guys. Same thing to you. Absolutely, D. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. D. Hamaguchi, who uh, gave us some good intake of really, and it, it went back and forth, but I, I think I, I realized mid part of our conversation that she wanted to get her foot in the door with the MMA world and, and mixed martial arts. And I think it's an incredible story because, and that's why I wanted to interview her because this is a professional boxing. You could check her out, D. Hamaguchi. Oh, we have her. We have her. Who are we speaking to? Kenny Vasquez. Kenny, what's going on, what's my friend? What's going on, Heather? What's going on, my friend? Not, not much. Just here, enjoying, listening to the conversation. You know, you guys bring up some good points in general. I agree with you. Dana White's just retard. Don't get, Kenny, don't get him started, man. 
Thank you, Kenny. Don't Ken- get him started, man. Kenny, let me tell you something. Oh, now, for the love of God. Te- you, you should be on Team Gratitude's team. You know, not Never Team happened. Panda. Never not Team Panda. Happened. It's Team Gratitude. Never because, happened. Because you know and I know that Team Gratitude doesn't step back. We lay the three throws right in. And we do the fadeaway jumpers, baby. We're Michael Jordan-esque. As far That's as great. Team Panda. I deal with fighting. You could have basketball. <laughs> I deal with fighting. We're the Michael Jordans of my, uh, MMA. That's what we are. MMA and boxing. That's what we are. So if you join, if you join Team Gratitude, you are part of the Michael Jordan-esque MMA boxing team right over here. If you go to Team now, Panda, well, I don't know. But, but here's the thing. I respect your opinion, Asher, but I, I can't go against Team Panda because <laughs> I wouldn't be in this game without Anthony. He, uh, he mentored me. He's the one who that's not fair. Into, that's not fair. You know, There's nothing. It, what's not fair? That's about not it. fair. You, that, that's not your fair friend. That's no, your friend. It's not my friend. Nah, okay. We have worked with each other for a long time. So wait a second. Wait a we second. We have helped each other out with opportunities for a long time. Where's your following? What do you mean? Where's your people? What do you mean? Where's <laughs> where my your following? People? My people. Where are your people? What are you talking where's about? Where's your little cult? Jeff is part of my people. He's my Jeff, team. For the last two weeks. Uh, before that, he yeah. was. Anthony. No, he's team gratitude. No. Team gra- yes. he's team right gratitude. now he is. He's team gratitude. Right now, but I'll tell you right he's now, if gratitude. I win him 200 bucks, guess right. what? Uh, 200 bucks. By the way, why don't you stay on so we can make our picks, buddy? Okay. How about that? How about that, buddy? Kenny, you want to get on this? Yes. I and Kenny, Kenny. so let's get, let's get on Come Saturdays. On, I'll, I'll jump on this. Let's I'll get Kenny on in on this. But here's the thing. Kenny goes after we do. How's that? Hmm... I'm gonna try it. Just MMA. so it doesn't look like one of us is trying to like you know kiss his ass or anything by going along with him because that'll be your next excuse. Or oh, something. so that's what it is. It's all so, about excuses with me. I'm I'm over here. I'm see, producing I a reasons. show. I'm hosting a show, I and reasons. I'm making. I'm, oh, you're I'm, hosting it by yourself? No, 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 no. You're no, hosting it by no, yourself. No, no, no. But I see the way I, it I'm is. controlling. I'm controlling everything that's going you on. You got a here. mouse? I got a mouse. Is that you got what one is? mouse oh, over there? Give me a break. Are, are you? Kidding if I had me? a mouse over here, I'd be clicking all over the place. Mm. Over there, look. Oh, great. Look. <laughs> Look, now, home row keys, now, home row keys. Team Gratitude, I got something to tell you, though. Oh, my, hey, hey. Yeah, let's hear this. There we go. Let's now, something I forgot to mention before, Anthony, I don't know if Anthony remembers, but you're a huge boxing person, right? You, you love boxing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Kyla can't. What I'm joke actually, is that? I'm actually <laughs> recently, in thing. January, just got my USA boxing certification. See? There you go. That's great. So, there you go. We drank a little Kool-Aid Team for Gratitude. You. Team Gratitude. We drank a little Kool-Aid for you. You're on the boxing side now, my friend. That's no, right. no, no. Never, I'll never be boxing <laughs> side. Boxing faded like around the mid-90s. Oh. It started fading towards... Boxing's fading. Boxing right now is on top of the world from MMA. You're you're looking at the garbage that they're putting out, that UFC's putting out right now. You think it's on top of boxing right now? Look at the great fighters that are in boxing right now, the young fighters in boxing. Tell me one fighter right now in MMA, and don't give me the crap that you're going to put out there with Conor McGregor's John Jones. Give me a fighter, an upcoming fighter right now. Upcoming fighter. Upcoming fighter. Well, let me say a name because you're just going to keep yelling. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'll tell you. In my opinion, Shane Vargos. Mm. He's fucking up and coming. He's doing his thing. (laughs) Shane Vargos. Shane Vargos. Who's he fought? Who's he beat? You asked for an up and coming name. Who's he beat? Now that he comes up with an up and coming name, you're going to crack Who has he beat? 
he's beating up other people in the same class as him, mm-hmm. and he's standing out, and he's dominating. He's yes, fighting he garbage. Beat. He's fighting garbage. That's why. Who's he beating? But everybody in the beginning fights who they have to get to to mm-hmm. earn the name they have to, you know, get. Mm-hmm. Like the way Jones had to beat a bunch of people before he started getting his recognition. McGregor had to beat a few people. Anderson Silva, well, Anderson Silva just stood out from pride, but mm-hmm. the first time that made me really realize how deadly Anderson Silva was was when he beat one of my favorite fighters of all time, Chris Labian. He fucking annihilated him, and mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. So right there, you know, it just you have to just work your way up, and then once you get those names and you take them out, that's it. Well... So you can't really say he's beaten nobody. He's beaten the competition that was equally skilled like him. He just surpassed him that day, and he's moving his way up. Mm. Well, I, I will say this, and you, you mentioned John Jones. So let's, let's, go, let's go look at the first three fights that John Jones had, okay? Okay. Brad Bern, uh, Bernard, Carlos okay. Eduardo, who's a good fighter. He was a great fighter. Yeah. Anthony Pena, who is another good fighter. Ryan Verrett. Verrett, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Ryan Verrett. Verrett, who he was, was another a, seasoned veteran. He, he was, was a seasoned veteran. Yes. So you're looking at those first four fights, three out of the four fights, he, John Jones fought very good fighters. Now, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Vargas, uh, Vargos, I'm sorry, Vargos, and you bring him up, and, and that's fine. You think he's an upcoming fight, he's the next big thing, and that's great. Who's he beaten? And that's that's what I want to see. If I go look at his, I would probably say, and his, how many fights has he had? Five, six, seven fights? No, he's. At, I think he's around his eleventh fight now. Okay, so he's eleven fights. I bet you his first three or four fights, three out of the four fighters, you probably don't even know who they are, or they're not probably even even in MMA. But that's every. That's no, just about every no, professional no, in their career. But here's no. the thing. And how can you really? Nah. You have to fight what's out there. Yeah, all right. All you have right. to fight what's available. All right. I all mean, right. do you really think they say, "Oh, I'm looking for the crap fight"? Nine to, and you're you're out of your mind if you think when it comes to professional. I'm not talking about amateur. Mm-hmm. When it comes to professional, sometimes you have to fight and take the opportunity that's presented to you, especially that early in your pro career, because you don't know when the next one's going to happen. <clears throat> Just saying. All right. So, are you ready? Are you guys ready to to lose? Because I'm going to win this week. Can I'm going to. I'm going to. We'll pick. I am going. After us. I am going <laughs> to kick your ass this week. And Jeff, bet on my picks. Because now I do it. I'm very good at making my football picks. I win every single year with the worldwide sports. This is not football. I, I'm just telling you. And I I know MMA. If you don't think I don't know MMA. I, so. Now, why are you throwing words in my mouth? Did I, I say that? All right. So did I say that? I, Jeff said it. I didn't. No, say No, Jeff it. did not say that. Yes, he did. No, he did. That time that you threw a temper tantrum and you were like sitting here like pouting like a little kid that couldn't get a box of cereal right. at the grocery store. The top five fights. I'll let you make the first pick. Okay. We're starting from the main all the way down? Yes. Main event, I see Gilbert Burns with the upset over Tyrone Woodley. I got Tyrone Woodley. He did that I got Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. There you go, see? Mm-hmm. There, he agreed with you. Heavyweight co-main events. Go ahead. Ivanov. Ivanov. You got Ivanov? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, let me think about Ivanov's last week. And then let me think about... I'm going to go with Sake. I'm going to go with Ivanov. I'm going to go with Sake. I'm going to take the opposite. 
Who's writing this down, brother? Is anyone writing this down saying who got who? I'm sorry. What did you say? He said, "Are we writing down the picks to see who's?" We got know. Who? We trust me. We're not going to forget. No, we we won't forget. We won't forget. We won't trust, forget. Me. Unfortunately, trust me. Unfortunately, unfortunately, two people that are so unbelievably fond of arguing, we will. <laughs> we're not going to forget. Trust me. We're not going to forget. Go ahead. The catch weight. The catch weight. Billy Quantrillo and Spike Carlisle. I'm going to go Billy. 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 I'm going to go with Billy. Okay. Lightweight. Lightweight. Roosevelt Roberts and Brooke Weaver. Brock. Rock. Broke. Mm, it's Brock. Broke. Yeah. It's Brock. I'm going with Brock. Brock too. Brock. I'm going I'm going with Roosevelt. I'm going with Brock. Okay. I'm going with Rock here. Yeah. Women. Women's straw weight. Now yeah. this one I know pretty much everybody's gonna be keeping their eye on. Mackenzie Dern making her return after her pregnancy against Hannah Cyphers. I'm actually going with Hannah Cyphers on this one. I'm going with Mackenzie. I'm going with Mackenzie too. Okay. Let's go to the prelim. Yeah. Hit the prelim. All right. Hold on. This, hold on. this could be. It's right there. Click on the right side. No, up. Right side. Hold on. Up. Right, right. Down. Over. See where it says main. Then there, there, there we go. There we go. All right. Okay. Well, here we go. Long Island favorite. We have Caitlin going against Antonia. This is a Valentina's sister. Mm-hmm. Antonia Semchenko. Mm-hmm. So, Caitlin, who just got done fighting her sister, mm-hmm. is now going against Antonia. Mm-hmm. I'm actually taking Antonia. Antonia is an insanely good striker. Probably may, might even be better than Valentina from a striking standpoint. Um, and this one, I mean, she's. They didn't do her any favors in bringing her in on this one right after right after Caitlin went against Valentina. I'm going to go with Antonia on this one. I'm going with Antonia. Antonia, yeah, Antonia. Welterweight, Daniel Rodriguez and Gabe Green. I'm taking Daniel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I'm taking Wait. Rodriguez coming yeah, off his last Rodriguez. win. I'm going with Rodriguez. I paused for a second. I was like, Daniel Rodriguez. <laughs> I'm going with Rodriguez, too. All right. Oh. Light Jam- heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Jamal Hill against Faris Diablo. I'm going. I don't know who that is. Neither do I. So I'm going with I'm going with Hill. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Hill. With, <laughs> I'm going with the Brayu. I'm going with the Brayu. You're going with a Brayu? I'm going with the Brayu. I'm going with Hill. I'm going with the I'm Brayu. going with Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. You're going and, with Hill? Yeah. So am I. I, I. I don't even know who that guy is. What's really funny is I'm surprised that these three guys are this far down. This is like ultimately the first, second, and third fight of the night. Possibly it'll be on Facebook. <laughs> um, flyweight fight: Tim Elliott versus Brando Royal making his debut to UFC. Obviously, I'm going with Tim Elliott, the seasoned veteran. He's fought Mighty Mouse. He went through the Ultimate Fighter TV show, going against all those other champions and such. A real big time veteran. Um, unfortunately, his record doesn't show it, but he's battled against a lot of good opponents. Going with Tim Elliott on this one. Um, they, I don't know Brandon Roval, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Brandon because I don't know who he is. So I'm gonna and take you the. You just under, want to go against me? I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna take the underdog. You just want to go against yeah, me? Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm uh, because I so spiteful. As far as the preliminary uh, <laughs> prelims, I don't care about prelims. Don't say that because this could ultimately tip in your favor for winning the whole night. No, I don't care about. This. Oh, you think you're gonna be so far ahead? It don't even matter. Yes. Wow. I'm going with I'm going Oof. with uh, Ruval. 
<laughs> Bantamweight. Louis Smolka. Louis Smolka and Casey Keeney. I'm actually going with Casey on this one. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Keeney. I'm going with Casey. I'm going to go with Casey Keeney, too. And probably the blockbuster Facebook exclusive fight. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the featherweight. Chris Gutierrez versus Vince Morales. I'm going, I'm with, going Gutierrez. with Gutierrez. I'm going with Gutierrez. I think that was like a... I'm going to go with Morales. You're going to go with Morales, so... Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Jeff, bet what's on that bet? one, what's Jeff. What's the bet? Well, hell, I already got $100 on uh, some... <laughs> so I already got $100 on some research over here that, uh, you know... So fr- freaking paper chase over here has to do later on. He, get out of here. We should actually get Speedy on this right now. Speedy doesn't know anything about Speedy. this. Speedy. He doesn't know anything two about Two gates this. versus two gates. Let's go. What do you mean two gates? Two gates. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Two total so, so, pay-per-views. Hmm. What's up? <laughs> you know what, man? You are a pain in my rear end. You know that? Okay. Because Isn't I- it better having me in the house pissing out than out of the house pissing in? You would miss me. I would miss you. I would. Uh, I make things... Fun. You you make things annoying and fun. We all know you're, we we know he's a masochist, so obviously you take We're pleasure here. in it. We're here. We're you arguing. There? What are you doing? What are you doing over there? What are you doing over there? No, I'm just listening. I didn't hear that part. The phone broke up. I was like, wait. Well, this was Errol basically saying in regards to his nickname how grateful he is that he has me. Oh, hold on. Oh, well, hold on. You should be grateful that I'm here. You know why? Because I am. I'm the spunk. I'm the spark that just has everything the to handle. Spunk? I'm the spunk. I'm the spark. Yes. The spark. No, I'm the spunk. Punk. I'm the spunk the spark. Spunk. Yes, I'm the spunk, spunk spark. Yes. Spunk. Who He's the spunk. spunk. I use spunk. What's wrong with spunk? Er- Errol says spunk. Just you like you sound like a hippie right now. Oh, spunk, guys. Oh, hold on one second. Let, let's let's see the the. You didn't meaning. even spell it right. Uh, hold on. There's uh, a U in there. Uh, hold on one second. All right. <laughs> Jesus, man! <laughs> First of all, I, 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 I uh, you are a pain. It's in not man. spunk. It's spunk. Hold on one second. See, spunky. You... There we go. Spunky. That should be your nickname. Oh, no, Errol Spunky Marks. No, here's spunk. What does spunk mean? Right over here. How about spark? Determination. Yes, that's spunk. There we go. Yes, Errol so, Spunky Marks. No, I, I like. Team gratitude. How about Sparky? I like Team Gratitude. Team Gratitude. We're getting shirts made by the Spunky. We are getting shirts made and the uh, Spunky um, Spark. Team Panda for Anthony (laughs) over here, and and Team Gratitude because I think Team Gratitude is just no. You said it right there. It's right up. No, it's it's Team Gratitude. Come on, man. It's Team Gratitude. I don't like it's Spunky. I have Spunk. Okay. You said you're a Spark, a Spunky Spark. Yes, I am a Spunky. Look, listen to that alliteration. Just rolls off your tongue. It does. It rolls off my tongue. Harold, the and and when you go home, it's gonna roll. Spark and, and when you go home, it's gonna roll off your wife's tongue too. <laughs> now, fellas, I got a question for you. Oh, what? I got a question. I I know. I, well, now, you, I know, you I know somebody that you're gonna talk to after this. You're gonna love that one. And Conor McGregor, right? Say again. Earlier, you guys were talking about Anderson Silva and Conor McGregor fighting. Yes. Talking about how you know Anderson Silva's 
hands down one of the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, Conor McGregor, he's a fighter. He's not one of the greatest. I'll say he's a fighter. He's a good fighter, not one of the greatest. I agree. He just knew, he knew how to use his mouth to get what he wanted. That's basically what he did. Mm-hmm. Now, in, what Smart. do you think Smart. the outcome of that fight will become between Anderson and this fighter Silver? Conor McGregor's going to knock him out. Conor McGregor's going to knock think- him out. Yep. I think that yeah. would be one of the boring, most boringest goddamn fights I've ever seen where they're going to stand there mm-hmm. and make kung fu poses at each other the, for at least three rounds before they start fighting. Or... Connor's going to knock him out. McGregor mm-hmm. already has spoken to Anderson Silva the same way he <laughs> learned from Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And they said, let's make some money. Let's push this to a five-round shit show, pardon my language, where at the end Pardon of this, you. it turns into a sham. I think Connor's going to knock him out. I, I think it's it's not going to go past uh, two rounds. Connor's going to knock him. Anderson Silver's too old. He doesn't have the stamina that he once had, and he's getting into a ring. He's getting into an octagon with with a guy that has. And I, I I'll give him credit when credit is due, even though I'm not a big fan of his. He has got a deadly left hand. I don't think. Anderson Silver's ever fought a guy that has a very sneaky, hidden left hook. And I, I think Anderson, because he's he's older and he's slower, he's going to get caught. He's and he's going to get tapped. Kick. He's got the crank kick. No, oh, it's not going to work against Conor. He's got the crank kick. It's not going to work. Not, maybe, maybe eight or nine years ago, eight or nine years ago, Anderson Silver would have whipped Conor's ass. He would have whipped his ass. But right now, Conor being that he's the young one, he's 30, 31, and Anderson Silver's about 39, 40. I'm going with Connor. See, I don't think this fight even happens. I think if, it's a, if a super fight does happen, I think you are more likely to see a fight between McGregor and Masvidal. I would love to see Masvidal because I think Masvidal could knock Connor out. I think he's got the power to do it. The reason why I'd rather like I'd rather see that fight is because I don't want to see Masvidal get a shot at Usman's title. I don't think he deserves it. He's not going to beat Usman. I think, Leon, Ed, I think Leon Edwards does. Yeah. Which, unfortunately, everybody wants to start with this BMF title crap that Toys R Us belt. I think ultimately he should stay with these little circus fights with McGregor and make some bank. Because obviously the UFC doesn't care about the rankings or what the hell they're doing in the divisions to crown a deserving champion. I don't think anybody's going to beat Usman right now. I think he's a great fighter. And, and, and we've seen it. You saw what he did against Tyrone Woodley. And Tyrone Woodley's trying to come back and, and, and maybe make a statement that he can maybe get that welterweight championship belt back. It's not going to happen. Gilbert Burns would be a nice win. For him, especially the way Gilbert Burns is pre- performing lately. No, he's fought, he's fought very well. Burns. But I, I, he's very under the radar, mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns. Uh, obviously, he's the underdog in this fight because of Woodley and Woodley's past achievements. Um, weighing in heavily with that. I think Gilbert Burns has the advantage in this It's going to be a boring fight. Pro- maybe. Mm-hmm. It may be a, like the lay and pray deal. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but it's, it's a five-round lay and pray deal. <laughs> That's a long five rounds. Uh, a half be. hour of just laying and praying. But I think Gil- Gilbert Burns, if he does win this fight, it's not going to be by decision. He's going to have to do, go for the knockout. Hmm. If it goes to a decision, Woodley's going to take it. So that's just my Now, the reason I also bring up about Anderson and Conor McGregor is I was training with Anderson Silva back in March. And he actually he was moving really nice and I was shocked how well he was moving for, you know, since he hasn't been doing it as much before. Did you watch him 15 minutes after everybody left <laughs> when he started putting his feet in the Epsom salts and he pulled out the hemorrhoid donut and the walker just to, you know, 
I don't know, when the cameras were over. Where do you get one of those things? No, what, the I, was training, I, was, I, I don't know, I need one right now. My back is killing me. <laughs> Honestly. feels like my spine is coming through my nostril. Well, maybe you should ask your friend over there, get a Team Panda hemorrhoid uh, donut with uh, your name imprinted on it. Hey, I'll make money however I can in this time and days. <laughs> you, you, you don't understand the type of person I am, Errol. Well, when I keep I, telling you guys. Other people, other people see, you know, question marks. I see opportunity. Mm. So a hemorrhoid donut with your name on it is an opportunity. If, some, yes, if one person buys it, that's one more buy than I had before. <laughs> what happens if nobody buys it? <laughs> it's a big sellout. Then guess what? In the summertime, somebody's going to leave a life preserver. So they could just jump through that little puppy, and now it becomes a raft for kids. They could just float around. So you ground. want your children. You're, you're going to tell me you're going to have your children use a hemorrhoid donut with your name on it, Panda, whatever, Team Panda, out there swimming in a swimming pool? Well, hey, if your promotion if it, if it is floats, better than no promotion, you're if, out of your mind. If it floats, you're you're, you're out of your What's mind. What's the difference? No, 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 no. Let's what go. What the hell Kenny, are you going to use Kenny, a hemorrhoid Kenny, donut to swim something. in a swimming pool? Kenny, let me ask you something. What's the difference between one of those big, inflo- like inflatable, uh, round, whatever the hell you want to call it, and the hemorrhoid donut? Just the size, right? They both are made out of plastic or rubber, and they both have air in it. They both float. It's just the size that's different. So you're going to tell me... And the title of it. Your, your wife, you technically your wife knows what a hemorrhoid donut is. She's going to let your children swim in a swimming pool with a hemorrhoid donut with your name on it. First off, nuts? why does my wife have to know what the hell it is? Dad knows what it is. She's watching provide. this right now. I, I, she should call up the show right now because I guarantee you she will not let her, your children. After that little comment you made about rolling off somebody's tongue, yes. you don't want her calling. Why? Please. What? Come on. She loves Please. me. She loves me. I, oh, really? She loves me. How could you not love me? I mean, okay. I've got the smile that'll bright up the world. Let me tell you. Unfortunately, it has to be next to me to just get amplified a little bit. I don't know about amplified, but I'm not using no hemorrhoid donut with your name on it. That's Listen, for sure. it, what, what's the difference? Okay. The big ones, you sit your ass in there, you float down, you know, float in the water. These you is everybody listening to this? Is everybody listening to this about listen, hemorrhoid donuts? You have, to, you have to adapt, Mr. Hemorrhoid over here. Listen, you have to adapt. You you're, have you're, to adapt. you're not a team Panther. You're team Hemorrhoid. That's what you are. You love me. I do love you, but you I, love I, me. I I think team Hemorrhoids is is more with a ringtone. You, you know, know, ratings have gone up since I've been on this show. Well, rating. What do you mean since you've been on this show? This has been the, this is a new show. Well, technically, it's a new show, but you had other people on this show. Well, a show, not this show. But you had other people on a MMA show. Yeah, an MMA show. On this not, network. But not this show. Not No, not this show. It's a different this name. It's is, a different show. Technically, different this week, it's a different show than last week. Well, technically, it is. And technically, I'm not using your hemorrhoid in a freaking swimming pool. Okay? If you were drowning, you would. No, I wouldn't. What if, what if no ass had sat in us brand new out of the box? Oh, my God. I am not using a hemorrhoid. You could fit them on your forearm. I'm not using one. Swimmies. Swimmies? Are you listening to this? This is your friend. He's not surprised at what I'm this saying. This is your friend here. He is not surprised at what I'm saying. This is this is an MMA show, and we're talking about a hemorrhoid donut. This okay? man has I seen am, me in by the way, a lot of different a, a lot of different situations. By the this way, this is nothing. By the way, I've lost 15 pounds in almost two weeks, and I I, I want a donut. I'm, I'm I'm interested in having a nice jelly donut. No. Why? No, you can't. What are you going to fall off the wagon? 
I feel like I have to, man. No. I, I'm no. hungry, you know? No, that's just your blood sugar. You need like a Tic Tac or something. A Tic Tac. <laughs> you need like a Tic Tac or something. Oh my God, is he still need... on? Are you still online? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Kenny just sits back and listens because Kenny's not surprised by anything that I say. I need a Tic Tac. This is a guy that I've traveled a... with two MMA shows. Kenny he is not surprised by anything. Kenny's telling me I need a Tic Tac. He I says he feel, he's, feel, he's, he's feeling he feels, woozy. I want a donut. He feels a little woozy. He wants a donut. I, I want a jelly but donut, he, but I don't want a hemorrhoid donut. How much weight have you lost? 15 pounds. You lost 15. In almost two so weeks. So now, in two weeks, you lost a pound a day. Now you want to throw a donut. Yeah. As but... a fat man, I can't let you do that. <laughs> we don't want you. So... You've got to stay on that side where, you know, you're going to be on the infomercials at 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. Two, where... two, 2 o'clock on my mother? Did you just say 2 o'clock on my mother? You, I, I just... He did. Sorry. You did. He said 2 o'clock on my mother. Now, how do you slip. think my mom would feel if you were talking about her? The fact that I mentioned her and your, her own son didn't on this show, she's probably feeling I have mentioned my upset. mother on this network plenty of times. You know something? I will mention my mother because today mm-hmm. is my mother's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Love do you want to sing much. happy birthday? No, but you want to know who else's birthday it is? Who is it? Tom Sconzo's. Oh, happy birthday, Tom. Today, yes, it is. Today it is, is Tommy Sconzo's birthday. Tommy Scon. Do you want to sing happy? You want to sing happy birthday to him? No, because he's not listening. How do you, How do you know he's not listening? Because he's probably out. Well, he, he's probably out drinking. He's drinking. He just had. He just had pneumonia. He's outside drinking. So he's due. Uh, he's due. Yeah, he needs a drink. You need a donut. He needs a drink. <laughs> he needs something to kill the germs. Oh my! He's gosh. already got the antibodies. He's just like instead of mouthwash, he's just going the uh, shaken, not stirred route. That's all. Oh, hold on one second. I want to. I want to sing "Happy Birthday" to Tom Sconzo. Come on, ready? We'll sing it uh, the Chipmunk way. Do you, you want to sing with them? Why the hell would you do the Chipmunk way? Because I think it'd be huh? I think it'd be yeah. funny. Why the hell would you have the Chipmunk? I way? think it'd be funny. That's not even the real Chipmunks. It's Chipettes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let's do this. You ready? This is, Those this are female is, chipmunks. Whatever. We'll sing with the female chipmunks. Okay? No, I'm not singing. Tommy, this is for you, buddy. All for you. He's not listening. Here we go. To you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Come on, Tom. Happy birthday to you. Come on, Tom. Happy birthday to you. Tom's Gonzo. Tom Gonzo. Tom's Gonzo. Happy birthday to you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Happy birthday to you. Come on, Tommy. Happy birthday, Tommy Scanto. Happy birthday to you. Come on, come on. Happy, 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 Tom. 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 How? Happy birthday to you. Come on, Tommy. There you go. Man, I'm getting fired just for being sitting next to you for Why? that. Why? Well, you didn't like that? <laughs> Dude. I thought that was good. What did you guys think? <laughs> I just hope Tom doesn't put me on the same page as Anthony because I still want to work. <laughs> right now. It may be a while until we get until we get an assignment. Well, but I'm, I'm going to make sure Speedy cuts that, and I'm going to have Speedy send it to Tom Sconzo. I'm going to have just him. Just tag him. Just tag him. No, no, no. I want the whole, I want the whole part of that song, that yeah, track. Yeah, just tag him. No, no, I'm not going to tag because he has to watch the whole show. You know, oh, I he's, not, he's not going to he's not going to be able to he's not going to wait until that part. What I'm going to have is I'm going to have Speedy cut that out and send it to Tom Sconzo. You know what I'm really in, what I'm really impressed by? Mm-hmm. 
how high your voice gets. Why are you impressed? I don't know. That Something, was pretty high. That was pretty high. Well, I have a beautiful voice, you know. I mean, yeah. I, it's not one of those uh, sexy voices, but uh, it's beautiful. Like a bird. Yes. Like a bird. Like a bird. I, I, well, hold on one second. I, now you're telling me my voice sounds like a bird? What am I, a hawk or an eagle? I didn't say that. So what are you saying? Are you I just you just said that yes. my those birds Kenny, don't are you, sing. Can you see this? We, we have to go. When the hell was the last time you guy, heard a hawk sing? Well, you, <laughs> Kenny, he he's telling me now my voice sounds like a bird, like a songbird. It did that's not, that's when you were singing. It did. Get out of here, Kenny! Bird. Now now I really think that you guys are the songbird of this generation. I am not the no. Song I'm like who's Anthony? Say tell you yourself. You ever want a straight, honest opinion? Not just from Anthony. You can hit me up. I have, I don't give a two. Not just from says. I'll tell you the truth. Kenny, you didn't even sing. I'm very. I'm, I'm ashamed. Of we you. we didn't. You're we, right. Honestly, we were so intimidated hmm. by that virtuoso, we couldn't do it. That was a great. We couldn't, we couldn't do couldn't it. it. it was, couldn't uh, do why it. Why would we want to? Mess didn't up want to embarrass ourselves by. Basically, looking so bad next to that. So you're embarrassed of my beautiful voice singing to gr- the in great Tom Scott. In comparison to ours, yes. In comparison to ours, I was we, sing- we would be embarrassed. I was singing to the great Tom Sconzo, your boss. Yes, he is. Your boss, both of yeah. your bosses. Mm-hmm. I gave yeah. him, I gave him all that he needed right there. When he goes to bed now, he has that wonderful song by Errol Marks, mm-hmm. who gave him the urge to go and get drink, go go get drunk. I'm sorry. So this is this is this is a great thing for Tom Sconzo. So Tommy, that was for you, my friend. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'd like to th- I'd like to thank Dee Hamaguchi for joining us. Uh, she was great. She gave us some good insight of boxing and MMA and her transition into the MMA world, and, and really her background in the boxing world. It's it's an incredible story. If you guys want to listen, we did have some phone problems. She actually got into the right. And you were blaming my phone, by the way. Yes, it I did. Not, it wasn't my phone. Okay. So there you go. Attacking me again, Anthony. Oh, okay. You see what I deal with, Kenny? This is what I deal with. Did you want me to say that I'm wrong? I'm sorry. Well, you are wrong. Yeah, well, well I'm not going to admit I it. I deal with it too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not going to admit it. He is wrong, Kenny. It was on your phone that this crap happened. Whether it was her side or your side, it don't matter. Two phones, two had to tangle for it to be disconnected. Your phone was part of it. You know what? I know my sure as hell wasn't. Your phone is never involved with it. You're always looking at yourself in the picture. So, so I always win. There you go. You don't always win. You're I wrong. Always win. You're if wrong. If I can't lose, then I'm winning. You're wrong. Well, well, hold on one second. So because you're sitting here and you're just saying that you're winning, so you win? What, what is that all about? You understand me so well. Well. This is why we work well together. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Kenny, I don't understand this. This is Dealing with this uh, every other week is, is just giving me so much of a headache. Could you, you imagine know? if it was a daily thing? Well, if it's a daily thing, I'd probably be hiding under the desk. <laughs> never happen. You would never hide under a desk. You're probably right. I don't never. hide from much of anything, but that's, never. that's true. Then you would just see like some cryptic hand come up and like start typing and stuff, cousin it style. <laughs> it would just be like, you know. <laughs> Kenny, thank and you then, for joining Speedy, us. Speedy would be here like, I don't know what to do with my Thank hands. you for having me. Uh-huh. Like, Speedy would be like, what are we doing? Oh, man. What's going on? Kenny, we, we, we definitely got to go before I, I, I pull my hair out of my head. I mean, I do need a haircut, so maybe I'll have a... Uh... I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. 
I'm sure you will. I, I don't miss a speck. It's all even. I am not letting you cut my hair. It's all even. I It'll become not, all even. I am not letting you cut my Why hair. Why not? I am not letting you I'll touch my hair. I'll leave something there. I am not letting you touch my God head. knows you need to put some kind of, you, you have that urge, you want to put product in something. Product? I'm wearing a hat. What kind of product do I have in my hair? You didn't get a chance to put product in it. I didn't want to put product in my hair. I don't put product in my hair Ever? maybe once, once a Ever? week. Ever? Once a week. That's how long it lasts? No. All right, Kenny. Uh, we'll have to go. We have to go because I before I don't want to get into this whole uh, back and forth banter. But, the faces uh, you make when it's just like you don't want to go there. It's it's amazing. Mm. It could be its own emoji. Oh, so you now you're gonna put my head on an emoji? No, your head would be the freaking emoji. It's it the sight of uh, I don't want to deal with this. Like it's it's. They don't have one of those. You can make millions. You want my head to be an emoji? The face that you make when you really get aggravated with something that I bring up mm. could be its own emoji. You could ultimately be like the guy who came up with the poop. Mm. So instead of being a piece of poop, I'm going to have my face in my deliberate facial expressions. Showing on... disgust or disdain, yes. Very interesting. Kenny, you see what we do over here? It's better than that thing with tears. Yes. It's interesting. I'm I'm glad you're listening to this live and in color because uh, I am just completely lost. He's not surprised by anything I'm saying. No, I'm not surprised either. Not at all. He's not surprised. You should hear some of the stuff that Kenny's had to go through. Well, you got nothing. Well, you honestly <laughs> have like the Coors Light version. You know some of the stuff that Kenny's had to go through? Coors Light. Did Kenny, you should hear about there should, The next time Kenny comes on, he's got to tell you about the story about how I almost tried stabbing him outside mm. a drugstore because he was annoying me. How wonderful. Thank With the you. post that I ripped so, out of the ground. So now you're a serial killer. He went vampire mode. Mm. I pulled the stake out of a ground because it was the only thing I could find. Mm. So and you're a serial killer. So I'm sitting next to a, a, a born-again serial killer. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. I'm Catholic. I'm not born again. Oh. So you're just a serial killer. So you're just a serial killer. So now serial killer does things by, like, just random. I specifically was going after him. Mm. So you ran after him. And, Kenny, you let him catch you? <laughs> Well, the doors, the, you know those like electric doors? They weren't <laughs> open up that fast. The sensor, the sensor was pro panda. That's all I can say. Ah, oh, Kenny, well. And, and at the same time, Kenny got yelled at by the little lady because he cursed. Mm. I'm chasing him with the stake, yet he got yelled at for cursing. Wow. I feel bad for you, Kenny. <laughs> I feel bad for you. But, uh, Kenny, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a good night, fellas. You too. Later, buddy. Kenny, a.k.a. Sabretooth. Interesting. What part? Him. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, even though you tried to stab him to death. I didn't try to stab him to death. What, you, what were you trying to do? Just throw something at him. It just so happened to have a point. It oh, just so happened to come out of a glass. So instead you decided to stab him with a It wasn't point. a stabbing. Well, you did. You threw it at him, so that's stabbing. No, I didn't get a chance to throw it at him. Oh. He got inside. I can't, I'm not going to throw it in the store. What am mm. I, crazy? Yes, you are. I mean, everything that that's, I've heard so far, I think that's it's... Per personally, that's just opinion. <laughs> that's, that's opinion. There's no factual basis behind that. Uh, oh, man. Anyways, that's it for our show, Caged in MMA. We will be back uh, two weeks from now, and uh, we will have... Anthony Hernandez joining us. Well, yes. that'll, be, that'll be fun. So Anthony, who uh, lost his last fight at uh, UFC Fight Night, uh, what was it, three weeks ago? Three Saturdays ago? A couple weeks ago. And, but he, once again, he's, he's some of this young talent that 
we want to see in the UFC develop. Mm-hmm. You know, so we want to have him on the show. We're not like some of these other people where, you know, oh, just the guy who gets his hand raised. You know, these other fighters, you know, these other fighters deserve a lot of attention for everything that they go through. Well, there you go. Anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is do this. You can call us at 631-965-4990. You can also reach us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can go on our Instagram, Caged in MMA. Yes, it's Cage, C-A-G-E-D, N-I-N-M-M-A-M-M-A. There you go. You can find us there. Uh, Anthony is running our Caged in MMA. Or you can go to the Worldwide Sports Radio Instagram. You can go to both of them. And or you could call Errol at any time in no, the middle of the night. He no. loves taking phone calls. No, I don't. He lo- <laughs> no, I do not. And do not call me after the show because I will not answer. Okay? That's Jeff's not going to listen. I am not doing it. I will not answer. <laughs> not in – not a chance. Dude, I'm in so much pain. i got to make myself laugh. No, you're making yourself laugh and you're making me scared <laughs> that after I get off, I'm going to get a million phone calls. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Anyways, uh, please download our app, guys. It's all for the fans. We've made it. It's, it's, I've worked a, a t- First of all, I put a lot of money into this, and I put a lot of time into this for the fans so they can download the app and follow us throughout our social media. So all you got to do is go to the iOS if you have an Apple and search us at WWSRN, Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. And real quick before you hang yes. up. Mm-hmm. Or okay. hang up or and Android, you, all you got to do to the Play Store is Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I have to say this, and I will say this really quickly, as quickly as possible. Mm. This guy over here, as much as I bust his balls, as mm. much as he may have to go into therapy after dealing with me for no, much longer. No, never, never. Okay, at least start drinking. Mm. Um, this guy, you have no idea. We kid around. We talk all the time on the phone and everything like that. This guy busts his ass to try to get some great shows on this network. Thank you. He does it. Yes, we have a lot of people that help and support, and of he has a lot of people yeah. that back him up, but... This guy right here, he doesn't have just one full-time job. This guy does it all. And you want to know something? He gives up sleep. He doesn't – I mean, it's we, we joke about it yes. a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's just who he is. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I give you a lot of credit. Thank you. you I know, I give you a lot that. of credit. It should be said. It should be known. It should be recognized. I'm recognizing it. So now – I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I feel like with that being said, mm. we could <laughs> – well, that almost made me cry, man. That's 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 something nice. I mean, uh, somebody... why do you sound surprised? No, I I appreciate You're that. Not a cretin. Uh, no, what I, the hell? I I don't think you're a cretin. I, I but you, know, uh, you bust your ass to do. do all this stuff. I do for all the schmucks that we've all dealt with in life. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with them, mm-hmm. fighters, other coaches, other people I've worked with and stuff. You have in this industry. I think of we course. all have to deal with that and all yes. that stuff. You keep coming back. You keep doing it, and you want to know something? You. Just don't stop. Work, work, work. Because our, my plan is to take this uh, radio network to higher heights where we are not, not even uh, known here in New York, but we're world-renowned. And that's what I want us to be. And that's what we're going to be because hard work pays off. And uh, we're doing it here on Long Island. We're going, I'm going to be announcing something very, very soon for the fans. I think a lot of people are going to be very excited about this. Uh, it's been in the works for the last couple of months, and uh, finally it's going to happen. So uh, I'm very excited about uh, announcing it in the next uh, week or so. You guys are going to be hearing it all over social media and uh, on the shows. So I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned for that. Um, and, Anthony, you're a great co-host. You really are. You, I know. 
you, you give me uh, a lot of uh, insight and back and forth banter. So, and you're a big pain in the ass. And if anybody wants, you. if anybody wants my DraftKings picks, hit oh, me okay. up on Instagram. Just, just so you guys know, follow, follow <laughs> my picks because I think I'm gonna win. But uh, well, <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow. We will, and I'm oh, definitely gonna, I'm gonna definitely be fully tuned in and ready to load on you after the fights because I'll be watching it uh, at at a party. And I'll be DJing, and you'll probably be there, maybe. So it'll be fun. Anyways, that's it for our show. We will be back in two weeks with Anthony Hernandez and maybe some few other guests here on, on Caged in MMA. Uh, my co-host, uh, Anthony Anderosi. And, uh, and, um, how, do you, how do you pronounce your Does it really matter Italian at this name? point? Uh, Say it American, Italian, post. Well, 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 how, how do you pronounce it? Andriosi. Andriosi. Anthony Andriosi. Okay. There we go. And Errol Marks, we will be back, and I'm sure you guys will be excited um, very, very soon. So thank you for joining us. We're very, we're, we're very happy for all the fans to tune in to us every single time, every single day, uh, putting in the time and the effort into listening to the craziness on this show. So thank you. Happy birthday, Tom Sconzo. Happy birthday to your mother. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to my friend Joey. It's his birthday tomorrow. Uh, happy birthday to Jessica, Rocky, a good friend of mine, his his wife. So a lot of birthdays, a lot, a lot of birthdays. So happy birthday to all and stay safe. And we'll talk to you in two weeks here on Caged in MMA. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.